serving fans throughout the Midwest and even more around the world. This is the Show Me Sports Network. The following is an exclusive broadcast property presentation of the Show Me Sports Network and is a high-fidelity, all-digital broadcast. This broadcast is copyright by the Show Me Sports Network for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast without the Show Me Sports Network's written consent is prohibited. It's time for Southern Boone County Eagles football on the Show Me Sports Network. This is the Southern Boone County Eagles pregame show on the exclusive home for Eagles football, the Show Me Sports Network. We'll recap last game's highlights, set the stage for kickoff, and even get the thoughts of the head coach during the pregame show, all while we get set to bring you the exciting play-by-play action of your Southern Boone County Eagles. The biggest and absolute best coverage in mid-Missouri is on the air as the Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew are ready in the broadcast booth. Exclusive pregame coverage of Southern Boone County Eagles football is brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty. Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, Sawdust Studios, Southern Boone Booster Club, and Zealous WBGT. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Southern Boone County Eagles football on the Eagles Radio Network. Now let's go live to the field to the Show Me Sports Network broadcast booth. And a very pleasant good afternoon, everybody. Blake Gazaway here with you as we are on air a little bit early than normal, but we're trying to get the game in despite Mother Nature doing her best effort to prevent us from getting the game in. So Blake Gazaway here joined by Mike Freeze as we are set up and ready to go at Moberly as the number one seeded Moberly Spartans. A Class 3, District 5 top seed is hosting the Southern Boone County Eagles, they were the number four seed. They beat Eldon last week, 38-6 to this week on the road. And uh, a uh, team that is good but very beatable. Exactly. Now, the big important thing about having this game early is we now will be able to be- make my bedtime. Absolutely. Mine, so, too. <laughs> exactly. So that won't mess that up. But you're right. Um, as we've stated from as soon as we found out the district assignments, we've always said from the get-go, it's going to be a wide-open district. And it is. Uh, on paper, I love our chances. Absolutely love our chances. Uh, it's a team that on defense doesn't do a lot of intricate things. They don't blitz a lot. They don't do a lot of twist on the line. And that's a perfect setup for our younger offensive line that has a lot of backups in. So certainly, you know, the defense, the defensive backs like to say back pretty good and what most people will call a cover four so they're deep so that's going to give a great chance for us to on our short passing game which we have shown in the past has been very very good to us Um, we have multiple guys including chase morris who can make that first player miss and next thing you know it's a 20 30 yard gain so i absolutely love our chances tonight um moberly does have a have a good have a solid team um they appear to have one extra special talent but he's a wide receiver and it's, sometimes a lot of teams struggle at the high school level to get the ball in the hands of that person, especially when we have 15 to 20-plus mile-an-hour wins 
And right now, the flags on the goalposts are not doing raging too much, but they have so far. And the forecast is certainly to be a lot of wind with uh, rain starting around 7 o'clock-ish. So there's a good chance for us to get this game in before the, the bad weather is coming. Well, that's the whole reason they moved the game up is to try to get that in because in all reality, it's not good for either team to have to uh, start the game and then have to uh, get into a delay or potential of a delay, sit around in the locker room or uh, possibly come back tomorrow. So uh, they uh, decided to uh, move it up and try to get it in here today. The other game in uh, Class 3 District 5 semifinals, that has number two, Mexico. They are hosting number three, Boonville. Boonville just barely squeaked by Fulton last week at a 28-25 to final. That was kind of a uh, surprising final as uh, I know several people didn't really give Fulton much of a chance coming in there to even put up yeah, uh, any points. I was one of them, and uh, it's kind of funny you mentioned that. I had a conversation today with a guy on one of the lovely social media platforms who didn't care for one in eight teams technically making the playoffs, but you know, I looked in a couple different classes. There were quite a few yes, yes. one in eights that did win, that did in fact win last week, so I love it, you know. Yeah, teaches kids not to ever give up. There's always a chance. you got to like that. So certainly any team can beat any team any given night, especially when we have these situations like this. The last time we had a game get moved up to a Thursday was for sales a couple years back, and the rain still came anyway, and we lost a game that we really thought we were going to, to win, and we thought we'd win pretty easily. And, of course, I mean, you know, three or four years ago, coming up here to Moberly and that horrible snow and ice game. You know, this weather's very, really nice compared to that. So absolutely, uh, I did look. The Boonville and Mexico game also got moved up for four o'clock, so that's great. So we should have a pretty idea who will play, assuming of course we win. But again, I I believe that we match up very, very well against Moberly. I like the way we match up on paper, but of course. That's why you still have to play the game. Absolutely, and it's very much a uh, it's a winnable game for for either team. And and uh, you know there, we've talked about it all season. There's just no front runner in the district. Both teams, so from first to fourth place coming in, uh, you know, both with a record of, of four and five, which is is pretty pretty wild. And you don't four and see five that. or five and four. You know. Yeah, <laughs> you you don't see that 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 often. And, and that's the thing is within a two game spread, pretty much most of the district was was lumped in in that in that area but you know well, they're going to put it on the line i i heard uh uh watching the team you know of course it changed my day getting here a little earlier uh but uh, getting things set up had the window open still have it open uh but you know listening to just some of the chatter from the players and stuff you know they were talking about uh, some of the coaching staff was talking about how you know this is a big game this is probably the biggest of both teams season because oh, no the doubt. winner moves on the loser they yep. they start looking at basketball uh, but what was interesting too is watching them get warmed up and stuff that from where we're at here in the press box uh, anything that's going to go left to right on your show me sports network app or media center that's going into the wind and watching them do some uh, kicks and some punts they were struggling to uh, get anything past the line of scrimmage on a punt if they got any air under it uh, if they got a line drive, it it went through went through the wind relatively good. But if they got any any air under it, it uh, went backwards and went the wrong direction. Kicking the other way, you could probably stand in the end yeah. zone over here to our right and kick it to the end zone. Yeah, over Yeah, right to the left. now I'm looking at a uh, American flag in in our side, and someone's holding it, and that's only probably eight to ten feet off the the ground, and it's it's very 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 tight in the wind. Whereas you look at our end zones, the goalposts right now. 
they're that's not blowing much at all. So it's going to be a crazy night for weather. But again, that's great. We have a good running game. We have a good short passing game. So I feel pretty good about uh, what we can accomplish tonight. Absolutely. Well, we're glad you tuned into our broadcast here. As uh, we know, it kind of changed other people's schedules too, getting uh, the game on a little bit earlier. But the goal is to get it in today. So hopefully. Uh, well, teams, you know, whether they're ready or not, it's here. So we're just uh, a little over 20 minutes away from getting the uh, ball game kicked off as we're going to take a quick break and be back and have our pregame conversation with Southern Boone County Eagles football head coach Mark Ross as you're listening to exclusive coverage of Southern Boone County Eagles football here on the Show Me Sports Network. Fans, when you attend a high school game, do you stand at attention during the national anthem? Do you cheer a good play by the opposing team? If your team loses, do you take it well in stride? If you have answered yes to any of those questions, you are showing positive examples of sportsmanship. Don't forget that when you attend high school events, young eyes are watching you for examples of acceptable behavior. By making a conscientious effort, you'll be helping our students grow into better citizens. This message has been brought to you by your friends at the Missouri State High School Activities Association and this local radio station. Welcome back to our Southern Boone County Eagles pregame show here on the Show Me Sports Network. We're joined by Southern Boone County Eagles football head coach Mark Ross. Coach Ross, thanks for joining us once again here before tonight's game. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for having me. Well, last week your squad began Class 3 District 5 action. They were sitting in the number 4 spot as they got to host the number 5 seed, the Eldon Mustangs, in quarterfinals action. Your Eagles got the round 1 playoff win by final of 38-6. to What were your thoughts on the game last week? Yeah, you know, really happy with the way that the guys played. Really thought they did a nice job across the board and give up a, a score there late in the game with some of our subs in and that sort of thing. So, you know, really at the end of the night, we kind of felt like, you know, pitched the shutout and really played fairly well across the board. Well, certainly, and it's something we, we talked uh, briefly about. And we won't harp on it. Uh, we talked a little bit about it in the postgame show. But, uh, you know, I, I feel very much the same way. That shutout was there. Eldon, you know, called some timeouts that were questionable on why you'd call them. But, you know, that, that led to them scoring. But still a heck of a night and a well-played ball game. Yeah, absolutely. We were very happy at the end of the night. How big was the win last week for the football program? Not just the this year's players, but just the program in general. Yeah, you know, I think it shows progress of continuing to take steps in the right direction of where we want to be, you know, on a consistent basis and doing the little things and the things that we need to do to keep progressing. Well, Eldon started the game off with the ball. They did move it a little bit before they stalled out. They gave your offense their first chance at the ball. The Mustangs turning it over on downs. That was really kind of, you know, the defense setting the tempo for how much of the game was going to go. Yeah, we were really happy with the way that the offense moved the ball early in the game there, and that showed a lot of progress from the previous few weeks there of, you know, really doing some of the, the little things that we wanted to clean up and just really happy with that performance there. Well, the offense marched right down the field and scored on that opening possession, their opening possession. The seven-play, 66-yard drive capped off by a 12-yard touchdown. It was a great job of kind of spreading the ball around and doing some of the little things up front. Again, just really pleased with being able to put the points on the board there in our opening drive, kind of setting the pace for the rest of the evening. Yeah, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there that those first two drives for your squad uh, with the defense, the Eagles defense pretty much showing what Eldon was going to see all night and then with the offense showing that they were going to have no problem moving down the field. It really set that one-two punch up for offense and defense both. 
yeah, you know, it just kind of sets the tone. The defense doing what they were doing, it makes it really hard to kind of turn the momentum back the other way when you're able to get up a couple scores early on. Those are some of the things that we've been talking about. Putting points on the board early and often is definitely always good. Well, the next offensive possession for your Eagles, that resulted in another touchdown. That was a 50-yard touchdown run by Dapkis. I've got to say, I'm really impressed with the young man for what we've seen out of him this season, and especially from game to game, a little growth here, a little growth there, and it all adds up pretty big to here. There was some injury stuff going on early in the season. You know, we knew he was going to be a guy that could definitely contribute this season just as a freshman. And we've been really pleased with the progress he's made and learning the offense and being able to get him a little bit more involved and kind of have that one-two punch between him and Jacob, you know, I think is a, is a critical thing for us moving forward. Well, you were able to get a few guys back this week from injuries, uh, but it's great to see some of the guys stepping up and excelling in some of these new roles because there still were some people that were in different places and, you know, seeing some different action. But again, they looked very good. We're still trying to piece a few things together, and our focus is to keep as many guys as fresh as possible. So we're doing as many substitutions and those sorts of things as we can in key moments. And to have those guys being able to go out and and make big plays for us. No, definitely it's huge. Well, you also saw a new look on the offensive line. And I got to say, I was very pleased with the play they had. Yeah, you know, we've moved quite a few guys around, some due to injury and some of those other things that we were talking about. But really pleased with trying to find a little bit more consistency across the board. And um, we've got some younger guys that have stepped up and are filling in right now and doing a really nice job. And I think that's something, too, that the fans don't always realize when they're at the game is that uh, some of these guys stepping in, they had a week to learn a position that, you know, it, it takes some time to figure out some of these schemes that they jumped right in and really didn't miss beat. Yeah, absolutely. Just really pleased with the way that they're they're picking things up and communicating with each other across the front line is such a big thing and doing a really nice job there. Well, the defense uh, really played well in the first half. They held Eldon scoreless. Also had uh, several chains of possessions, which most of those were turnover on downs. Getting those big fourth down stops is always critical. And again, you know, the, to me, that's a uh, an opportunity to continue to swing momentum back in your direction. Well, in the second quarter, we retreated to another Evans-Morris connection. It was a fourth and 33. You guys went for it. They connected on a 34-yard touchdown. That was a great play to watch. It was an even better play to call coming out of the timeout in that situation we knew we had to create some one-on-one opportunities and you know that meant some other guys doing their job pulled the defenders their way and told AJ that he was going to have one of two looks there and think he could have thrown to either guy and had opportunities there to score and just a tremendous play on Chase's part to go up on a guy that's much bigger than he is come down with that score well at halftime your squad led by 28 to nothing margin what was the conversation in the locker room the conversation was really that we'd been in this exact same situation against this exact same team, and we were actually leading by one less point this go-around than we were the first time, and, and they were able to put up three scores on us, just that we had to keep the pedal down and continue to do what we were doing and stay disciplined. Well, the second half of play was very much like the first half. As your Eagles took the first two possessions they had down the field, they scored on a touchdown as well as added a field goal definitely huge for us to continue to put some points on the board and nice to get Carter going and have an opportunity there for him to put some points on the board continue to build some confidence in that unit for if they ever need called on that we can go out and do that we saw the running clock in the second half or much of the second half uh, but really it had made it rather quickly but really it was a good opportunity to get some of those backup guys in and get some good quality playing time of course, you want to continue to run the ball in those situations, so that kind of makes you a little one-dimensional, but we also want to give some other guys some looks, and um, you know, we had some of those opportunities, which is always nice. 
Well, Eldon did muster a score late in the game, but uh, really at that point of the game, it was pretty much over. Uh, but the backup guys, though, did quite well. And, and uh, you know, one thing, too, that I want to point out is at that time, the Eldon still had most, if not all, of their starters still in the game. So despite it being kind of a mismatch, they still stayed in there. And that's so important for their development for their future. Yeah, you know, I think the big thing for me, the big takeaway there is that those guys still made it difficult for them to go down and score, you know, and they were giving them everything that they wanted, you know, and and that's the big thing, you know, we put those other guys in there that we want to see them go out and compete, and we really felt like that's exactly what they did. Well, junior quarterback Austin Evans, he had another impressive night. He was 11 of 13 for 132 yards, two touchdowns, no INTs. He also had 53 yards on the ground as well. Another big night of Austin by taking care of the ball. You know, that's kind of been a big thing for him all season long and, and really commanding the offense and I thought he did a really nice job last Friday. Well, the run game picked up a total of 172 yards on the night. Freshman Brady Dapkis, he led the ground attack with 107 yards. That was nine carries. He also had one touchdown. We kind of alluded to it, but uh, really impressed with him and, and a big night there. Yeah, you know, I think across the board, both our running backs ran extremely hard and kind of did what their specialty is on Friday night, and that's continuing to find ways to get them the ball where certain situations where we need to have the ball in their hands, and I thought they both ran extremely hard. Senior Jacob Bowles, he also scored uh, on the ground as well. He didn't have a ton of yardage, but he really had a critical role with as an extra blocker on a whole lot of the plays. Yeah, you know, and I think a lot of those times when he was in some of those situations was we needed a guy to go get us first down and and keep drives alive. So that was where the bulk of his carries came from, and that's exactly what he did. Ran hard and followed his blocks and was disciplined and, and was able to even put a score on the board. Well, it was a very evenly distributed yardage night for the receiving core as uh, juniors Chase Morris and Tristan McKee each having a touchdown, but the ball was well spread out last Friday. I think that's, again, just a testament to those guys working hard and A.J. understanding what the defense is giving up and, and being able to find five or six different guys had receptions on the evening, and that's always big when you can spread the ball out a little bit more and makes you a little bit harder to defend. Well, defensively, the unit played well, had a couple of turnovers, sacked the quarterback twice. Uh, there were numerous knockdowns and hurries of the quarterback. We saw some blitzing. We saw some good open field tackles, just just a well-played game, I think, on the defense. And a lot of those, too, I mean, all night long, they forced Eldon to turn it over on downs or punt for a majority of the night. When you can do those things, it just kind of puts everybody else in a good position, whether you're talking special teams or the offense, to go out and do their thing. And the defense and the way that they played and tackled and all those things, you know, allowed us to get all of our goals across the board offensively, defensively, and on special teams. And and that's always such a, a critical thing. Well, I don't want to leave out special teams, but they looked pretty sharp as well. Had some great returns that set up the offense for some good field position. It was really nice just to see all three phases of the game coming together. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's something that we've been preaching to the guys that we've got to win all three phases of the game consistently, and that's what they were able to do Friday. Well, in the other Class 3 District 5 quarterfinals game last week, saw number 6 Fulton at number 3 Boonville, with Boonville getting the 28-25 win. No surprise on the winner there, as Boonville was definitely the favorite, but Fulton definitely made it an interesting game, to, to say the least. I was a little surprised in trying to monitor the score throughout our game, give some updates, but, you know, it shows that's exactly why you put the pads on and you go out and play, because many people did not give them uh, much of uh, a chance to even score a point, and they, they came within three. Yeah, you know, I think that's just something that we've been talking about, about how this district was really anybody's to win and still is. And we're obviously familiar with all the teams that are remaining and definitely have a tall task ahead of us.
Well, that win for Boonville puts them through to the semifinals round where they will play the number two Mexico Bulldogs. For your Eagles squad, the win last week advances them to the other Class 3 District 5 semifinals game as uh, we'll be on the road in Moberly to face the number one seed Spartans. The Spartans earned a bye week last week, but in the regular season, they finished with a record of 4-5. and five. I know we've talked about you throw the record out and everybody starts 0-0, but the thing with looking at their record, it shows they're a good team, but they're a beatable team. Absolutely. They play a very tough schedule. And so, you know, I think that uh, record can be a little bit deceiving. And they've continued to progressively get better throughout the course of the season is the one thing that we really notice and watching film and those sorts of things. And again, somebody that we're a little bit familiar with as far as that goes and fairly simple game plan. It, you know, it kind of aligns with what Eldon was trying to do. And so that always is nice for us, and but just with a little different spin on it. So there's some changes and tweaks and stuff that we've had to make, but the kids will worked really hard on that this week. Leading up to the game this week, how has practice gone? It's been a great week of practice. The good the guys are continuing to work hard and we've had some good weather. The spirits have been up and we're excited. How's the health of everybody this week? Once again, you know, we were able to walk away from the Elden game, you know, about as healthy as we can be at this point in the season. One thing we haven't had to deal with much this uh, season is the weather, but it looks like tonight uh, may be an opportunity that Mother Nature is going to play some havoc. Do you guys talk about that or think about that throughout the week and maybe how the game plan will go? Yeah, you know, it's definitely something that you kind of want to mentally be prepared for with the guys. Offense Thursday morning, we had somebody standing over the top of the ball every time that it was going to be snapped and spraying it down with a water bottle so that you can kind of work in some of those wet conditions, even though you're not currently getting rain, because you always want to put them in those adverse situations and practice as much as you can. Again, it's kind of one of those situations, prepare for the worst, hope for the best, and kind of see where things end up. Well, facing the Spartans tonight, uh, what do you expect to see them do? They're a very run-heavy team, but they've got a lot of weapons across the board that they do a really nice job of kind of spreading it out, and they give a lot of different looks, a lot of motion shifts and those sorts of things, and their run game really allows them to open up the passing game, and, and they do a nice job, so we've got to be really sound across the board and defensively, expect to see a forefront most of the evening, and they've got a, a change of pace, 3-4 package that you know we could potentially see a little bit of, but they really want to live in that four-down front, you know, really channel everything inside and let guys go make plays, and so that's kind of what we're preparing for this week well coach ross we appreciate you joining us here at our pregame show any final thoughts for you get out of here yeah we just appreciate all the support and hope everybody can make it out tonight hey let's go out there and get that win sounds great thank you that's southern boot county eagles football head coach mark ross we're going to take a quick break and be right back with more of our southern boot county eagles pregame show you're listening to exclusive coverage of southern boot county eagles football on the home of the eagles the show me sports network You've been listening to the Southern Boone County Eagles pregame show on the exclusive home for Eagles football, the Show Me Sports Network. The excitement is building in the stands and the tension is rising on the sideline as kickoff is just around the corner. Exclusive pregame coverage of Southern Boone County Eagles football has been brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC. Last Sentinel Firearms. Retrieving Freedom. Sawdust Studios. Southern Boone Booster Club. And Zealous WBGT. The biggest and absolute best coverage in mid-Missouri continues as we'll be back with kickoff right after these messages. This has been the Southern Boone County Eagles pregame show on the exclusive home for Eagles football, the Show Me Sports Network.
In today's world, injury prevention is at the top of everyone's list. However, heat-related occurrences get routinely overlooked. Zealous WBGT puts that front and center. By using cutting-edge formulas and technology, Zealous WBGT streamlines and simplifies obtaining and documenting wet bulb globe temperature readings. With a simple touch of a button, you can check WBGT anywhere in the world, receiving alerts when the WBGT goes over the threshold you select. Join the stress-free way to protect student-athletes, employees, and overall operations from extreme heat by downloading the free Zealous WBGT app today. Save time, save money, save lives with Zealous WBGT. It's time for Southern Boone County Eagles football on the Show Me Sports Network. This is Southern Boone County Eagles football on the exclusive home for the Eagles radio network, the Show Me Sports Network. Exclusive play-by-play coverage of Southern Boone County Eagles football is brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, Sawdust Studios, Southern Boone Booster Club and Zealous WBGT. The biggest and absolute best coverage in mid-Missouri is on the air as the Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew are ready in the broadcast booth for kickoff. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Southern Boone County Eagles football on the Eagles radio network. Now let's go live to the field to the Show Me Sports Network broadcast booth. And a very pleasant uh, good afternoon here. Blake Gasway joined by Mike Freeze as we are just about set for kickoff between your Southern Moon County Eagles and the Moberly Spartans. As this coming in is the semifinals round of Class 3 District 5 action. As the season on the line for both these two teams, the winner moves on to face the winner of the Mexico Boonville game. That will be next Friday night for the district championship. The loser, their season, unfortunately, comes to an end. All right, so another beautiful night for football. Okay, it I, is. I, you know, yeah, because it, it's it's warm. It's in the low 70s, mid 70s. We don't have uh, our galoshes on yet or, or gloves or anything like that. So, so we got a little bit of wind, but still beautiful night we got a nice turf here to play on it's fairly new so don't have to worry about any mud or any slick uh, conditions right now so um, great circumstances to play like we mentioned earlier the wind it seems to be stronger lower to the ground than it is up higher Um, the flags that are around the field that are low like they did for the national anthem before the game started were blowing very stiff in the wind whereas the flags at the top of the goalpost are not moving too much so who knows what this wind's going to give us tonight but it will probably give us some interesting uh, things to deal with it's definitely something that uh, we haven't had to deal with the weather much this season as you were kind of alluding to so it is uh it is a bit windy but uh you know all things considering it's still a uh, good day for football as they move the game up due to mother nature we know that it probably is going to storm probably going to have quite a bit of lightning or at least that's what we're being told so they move the game up to try to get it uh, in just in case 
because, you know, we sit on uh, some big metal bleachers. Yeah. We're maybe a little more protected. And to be clear, it was the, the lightning yeah. aspect of it. it yeah, we are supposed to get a heck of a lot of lightning uh, this evening. So uh, that's the reason why. And if you don't know what the lightning rule is, when you do see lightning, you have to um, stop play, get people inside as much as possible, at least the players and the other participants, and it could take a good half hour to get to that point. Um, we had uh, a couple of those a couple of years ago. I remember Fulton, we had the issue, and I forget where else, but we had two different low times where we had lightning to deal with, and it, it's, it does get in the way of things. Yeah, and right? I, I, uh, I remember doing a game, this has been a number of years ago, but uh, did a game where the officials halted the game. It was... Just windy, but it was not doing anything else. About five minutes after that, it uh, just came a downpour of a uh, rainstorm. And then uh, at that point, they sent everybody out of the uh, bleachers. And uh, about 10 minutes or so, 15 minutes after they started this process, there was a big lightning bolt come across and hit the scoreboard. So definitely uh, they were playing on the safe side. and. We always want to well, do that. We do have some heavy rain activity going on in Chillicothe. And for those of you who know your northern, north central Missouri, that's not that far away. Yeah, it's just up the road a little ways. So, hour or so, probably. Salter will tee it up. Yeah, about that. Depends on how fast you drive. Depends on which way the wind's blowing you, yeah, I guess. Speed limit for me. <laughs> Speed limit for me. So Carter Salter will have the ball teed up for Southern Boone as we're just about ready for semifinals action as a high end over end kick is going to go out of the back of the end zone. No question there that that will be a touchback. That is how our game will start. Yeah, no need to worry about uh, what could happen on return. Let's just kick it deep enough, and he got a good leg on that and whatever wind behind there, which I think there was some, because uh, we don't think we've seen him kick it that far. He's got a good leg. He can get it to the end zone pretty easily if we if he's told to but uh no question on that one so moberly will start with the ball on their own 20 yard line as they will work left to right on your show me sports network app or media center as they'll be going right into the wind their senior quarterback colin huffman he will give it to his back as a second man through he'll have no gain as ball carrier there that is aiden Lindsay. Yeah, tackle there by Aiden Young. He, he lined up on the left end in, in the three-point stance and got off his block really well and went down the line scrimmage to make a tackle. Um, since we've got some energy, uh, in, injuries, not energy, injuries, uh, just like last week, Hayden Inslee is playing one of the three down linemen instead of being at the outside linebacker. we got uh, uh, Manuel in there at his, the linebacker spot that he was playing previously, uh, Inslee, that is. So Huffman will have a receiver up top. He'll be in shotgun. Everybody in tight as he's got multiple weapons, though. They'll send a man in motion as they'll give it to the back first way through that St. Clair. He will have short yardage before he's piled up there. That'll bring up a third down. Yeah, good job at the defensive line that time. Uh, so Aiden Young's playing more of a nose guard position tonight, doing a, basically a 3-4 on the defense. And Noah Rice is playing more of a, a tackle to the strength of the field, the strong side of the field. And that time he did a great job of getting up field. One thing to note about, or two things to know about Moberly is, one, they have a little bit wider splits than what we normally see. 
Um, so uh, they're pretty wide out there, and they also love to sit back as far as they possibly can. So they'll snap the ball. They'll throw a short pass off. It'll be caught for the first down. Is catching that is that is uh, 11, Darius yeah. Wallace. Yeah, he's their their best athlete ability to take it to distance wherever he gets the ball. They try hard as possible to get him the ball. They'll put it, bring him back into as a running back and i've also seen on some highlights where he played some wildcat position as well but thankfully salter is one of our best if not the best even the back so that's going to be a great matchup to watch all night for us on defense so it will be a new set of downs as clock rolling near 10 minutes ago ball on the 34 yard line again working left to right quarterback huffman will keep it he's trying to get the quarter he's got five yards before he's ushered out of bounds yeah, a capable running runner in, in the quarterback. Uh, he doesn't run a lot, but when he does, he's pretty effective. So, so he's a little bit tad more than a game manager, but he's got some ability to run the ball. And that time just did a good job, Moberly did, of getting outside. They got uh, Noah hooked on that. And next thing you know, uh, a good five yards of green space. So we'll bring up a second, and we'll say four. as this turf field here. So if and when it does begin to rain, shouldn't – make much difference on the field condition. They'll make that ball slippery. They'll send a man in motion on either side. Now though, everybody will finally get set as Huffman will get the shotgun snap. He'll keep it himself. He'll tuck it, spin move across the 40. Sound like maybe there was an inadvertent whistle, but looks like he'll be short of that third of the yeah. uh, marker. It'll be third down. That was a cold quarterback run that time, so just having, there's no doubt about it. There were a little bit of motion, and they did a good job of uh, getting – on the blocks that time, it's, it's a it's a decent to above average offensive line. I wouldn't call them a great, not the best we've seen. Uh, Osage certainly was one of the best we've seen this year. But uh, that time, we um, Eagles were more in a five-man line. They had both outside linebackers, both uh, Jennings and Manuel, were both playing on the line of scrimmage that time in addition to the other three. Well, they do say Huffman picks up four yards. He'll move the chains. So it'll be a new set of downs needed for God exactly four as they will give it to St. Clair here on the near side. He'll cut back in. He's met quickly, still pushing the pile. He'll pick up six or seven yards. And that was a big pile to push because uh, he was pushing Noah Rice on that one. Noah got pushed downtown on, on the block, or back in the backfield on the block that time. So they do a pretty good job of pulling their linemen. Uh, they usually pull two, two linemen at a time, kind of a truck and a trailer, if you can imagine a truck pulling a trailer. And they do a pretty good job of getting to that second level and getting to the linebackers, and that was a good example of that. So we'll bring up a second and short. We'll say a, se- a uh, second and three here as ball just across midfield at the 49-yard line. Again, they'll readjust. They'll move a couple guys over to the far side. Huffman will get the snap. He'll give it to St. Clair, trying to cut back inside. He's got the first down. He picks up six yards. Yeah, move the beautiful, beautiful cutback for the running back. That time they kind of... They ran to the left-hand side. He was very patient in the run. Looked like we had it stopped back for a loss. We had good penetration from our right side of our defense, and he just found a little bit of a crack to go through there and did a great job getting upfield. So clock rolling, eight and a half to go here in this opening quarter. Again, of Class 3 District, five semifinals action. Oberly has the football. They're working left to right on your Show Me Sports Network media center or app, however you're tuned in. We're glad you're tuned in to listen to our broadcast today. There's the snap as working here on the near side. That is a new ball carrier. That's Hunter Boots, the senior. He is lucky to get back to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, great job by the, the left side of our defense. Noah did a good job of getting upfield and getting, pushing that out outside. And then 
Uh, Taylor, was it t- no, Chase Morris did a great job of getting off, fighting off his block from a safety position, coming up and making that tackle at the line of scrimmage. Saw Jennings out there do a good job on a spin move to get away from the blocker and get in there as well. So nice job in the pursuit and gang tackling, which is always something you, you strive for as a coach. So second and ten Huffman in shotgun. He'll set the offense. He'll get the snap. He'll tuck it himself straight up the middle. He'll have short yardages. He had a hand around him. Jennings gets off the bottom of the pile as we have a Spartan down right now. Yeah, good job of the defensive line that time. Aiden Young from that middle nose guard position did a good job of getting through there. That slowed down the running back a little bit and didn't have too much room to run. Uh, so a good job pursued by the linebackers. Yeah, the line didn't get a real big push on that play. So not a real well, one did. Well, one one out of them did. Not Aiden, a real big yeah, hole. Yeah, Aiden there. Young shot through there, and that, that get enough disruption caused the running back to not go where they where he wanted to go. So, but sometimes uh, that's all you got to do. That's you all just you need. Have yeah. the one, the one bottleneck it up. It it looks like we don't want to speculate on the injury here, but it looks like the lineman just got rolled up into there. Yeah. What I like about uh, Aiden Young at a nose position is that he's really quick. Um, so a good chance to use his his quickness in that middle there and uh, can really get off the block pretty well. So I, I like that. Also, it helps to have Manuel back from he started out the season a little bit injured in a, uh, you know, with, with an injury. So it's good to have him back so you have the flexibility to move Inslee inside where Aiden Young normally would play. And so it's a it's nice to have that option. So that was definitely nice to get him back for the second half of the season. Devin Snow, the sophomore, the injured Spartan, he comes off limping on that left leg. They will attend to him on the sidelines here. As it'll bring up a third, and we'll say a third and seven is clocked down to six, down to five on the play clock. They'll get the snap off as they'll give it off. Tripped up in the backfield, a loss on the play as St. Clair is tripped up. Was that Jennings again? No, Manuel, the guy I just talked about. He got up there quickly, got... He shed the block quickly and uh, got his hands in there. So fantastic job there by the by the young man. So, yeah, nice to see. Bishop also in there causing some disruption as well. Well, this defense stiffens up. They gave up a few first downs but have been able to get Moberly to stall out. Morris will go back to receive this punt as Moberly is in punt formation. A high arcing snap. There's a good kick as Morris will... Not have a return as it'll go out of bounds. We'll see where they stop walking inside the 20. They'll say at the 15, now back up to the 19. Yeah, the uh, the punter is also their, their best athlete, so um, we know that they have, some, they have some option in there, but at that point, you're fourth and 10 at the 50. You know, not a bad idea to kind of, kind of kick that away. So, uh, all right, so offensive line. Got to lead us here. We know we right, got it's their time to shine. So Southern Boone will have their first crack on offense as they'll have first and 10 at their own 19. Evans will have three receivers up top, one down low. He'll pitch it off to his back. That's Dapkis trying to work the corner. Stiff arm there. He's got five yards. He'll pick up 10 yards. But he coughed it up. Was he down? We'll see. I think they're going to say he was down. Yeah, now we get to hear the, the opposing fans complain about the calls or lack of calls. So anyway, yeah, toss sweep to Dapkus there. Dapkus, of course, we we know how fast he is. He has the ability to take the, anything to the house on any time and uh, did, did a good job of breaking the outside. Uh, that's the key on those sweeps, whether or not you can get outside or not. So I have three receivers here at the bottom of the play, one up top. As Evans again in shotgun and a flag, they're going to have oh. 
Offsides. Boy, we barely, yeah, we barely got set, but offsides on Moberly, so we'll back him up. That's our first penalty of the game. So now it'll be first and five. Ball at the 36-yard line, Southern Boone. Again, having their first chance with the football. They won the toss and deferred. They'll get it to start the second half when we get to that point. Clock under six to go. Neither team has scored. First and five, three receivers down low, one up top. They'll pitch it off coming here to the near side as ball carrier will pick up about four yards there. That was Dapkus again. Yeah, toss sweep to the left that time since it worked so well previously. Why not run it to the other side? We see that a lot at uh, even the college level as well too. So one thing I'm noticing about the defense for the Moberly, they're playing a cover two right now. So they're not they're out of their cover four. They are actually only giving us about five to six yards cushion on the outside. So that will be interesting to see if they stick with that most of the night. Oh, they're going a little deeper this time. So that'll bring up a third, a uh, second down here, rather. Evans rolling to the far side. He'll hit McKee for the first down as he steps out just shy of midfield. They'll move the chain second first down on this drive. Yeah, nice play that time. Uh, got a little bit of pressure. A couple guys got in past our right side of the line, so our offensive line's got to make sure they pick that up a little better. Good job by Evans to get outside, and as always, the left-handed quarterback does a great job when he rolls right, getting his shoulders turned, and uh, nice job, good moving the ball. So Morris will be split here on the near side, as well as McKee, they'll have one receiver up top, as Evans will be in shotgun, and he will bark out the orders, he'll get it, he'll give it off to the ball carrier, I believe that's Dapkiss again, he got a yard before he ran into a brick wall there. Yeah, that's definitely a brick wall, so... Certainly, like, like, like we mentioned in the pregame, Moberly on defense, they, they don't blitz a lot. Um, if they if we get in the red zone inside the 10, we might see a blitz, but even still, they just don't blitz a lot on the defensive line. They allow each of their linemen to basically read and go to the ball. They don't do a lot of stunts or anything, no loops or crosses or things of that nature, not even some hard slants. So uh, that should be a, a good matchup for our offensive line. So dropping back is Evans. He will get a little crossing route to Morris. He's across midfield at the 45, still on his feet. He'll be hemmed in there, took a couple of shots, but pinballed off of them. It'll bring up a third and short. Yeah, great play call on that. Uh, we're seeing a good amount of pass rush that we're getting through the line. It's twice now we've seen that, thankfully. Coach Ross had the right play call to get a, a more of a quick slant into Morris. And uh, I will say this, despite giving some gaps to Morris, uh, they are doing a pretty good job of coming in and doing a good job of gang tackling at that time. So Evans will have twin receivers on either side, one back in the backfield. I think that's Bowles. It's 26. We don't have a 26 on the roster. Quick pass to Morris. He will make a move outside. He's got the first down, oh. but a flag comes in as he will be shoved out of bounds. I think that flag, though, is it is called an area that would be a hold or something on our wide receiver. So They call a second foul there. The official over there took his hat off and waved it around. There was it was not pushing and shoving after the play. Now, again, I try not to pick on the referees, but that's not a great call <laughs> because the player slipped over there. There was there was no ill intention there. I can see in the corner of your eye it looked like they were having a little scrum, but the uh, Moberly player slipped on the sidelines there, and so everybody was just kind of awkward around each other because the guy was almost yeah. falling down, but either way, that will 
drop. That will be Eagles that's back. A, that's a tough penalty to have, of course. So, like I said, got a makeshift offensive line. The, the you know, the biggest constant all season has been Justin Post, the senior at center. He's been pretty much uh, a rock solid play all year. Um, Alden Aiden Boyce has also played quite a bit out there. So at left tackle, so it's good to have him. Got so a screen coming. Third and twenty-three. They'll get a screen to Morris as he's got ten yards back. He'll spin across the fifty. So he'll pick up uh, about 15 yards. He'll be shy. We'll bring up a fourth down. Yeah, design screen that time. You could see the offensive oh, line let the Moberly defensive line get through, and they did a good job of getting down to that second level, two blocks and linebacker. So great play call to get a good chunk of that back. Yeah, it's that's one of those when uh, when you're on the defensive line and you get let go like that, you start to question yeah. what's going on because they let that first wave through, dump it off. So we'll bring up a fourth and eight now. We'll say fourth and seven, actually. Ball just on the other side of the 50-yard line. High snap, but Evans is able to get it looking over here. He'll hit his pass to his receiver, and Ben Taylor, he'll have the first down. Yeah, what a beautiful play. That time, Moberly only only uh, had three linemen going. They did bring a linebacker up to blitz. I guess that technically counts as a blitz, but uh, just only four men coming. Offensive line did a good job picking that up that time, and just a real nice little... Button hook right across the middle to uh, Taylor, who plays you know a tight end-ish uh, position. Taylor had a chance to set up camp there and make a pot of coffee while he was waiting on that pass. So he moves the chains. He'll give it off to uh, the ball carrier there as it'll pick up a short gain. Like I said, I believe that's Bowles. I, it seemed like a couple weeks ago it was a, there was a jersey change that happened. Was that at Osage, I think? I can't remember. We had some sort of change, and it did perplexes a little bit so uh, it looks like bowls one thing to comment on what we saw last week or a couple weeks ago that the coaches did a great job they got Boyce and noah rice both are in a two-point position so i'll give it off to bowls again he'll have short yards to bring up a third and short and what that means they've got hands on their knees they're not putting a hand to the ground you see that a lot in the professional and college level, mostly on pass plays, but they're doing it 100% of the time. And they're both doing a really good job of getting off the ball. And whenever you have really, really big young men at this age, they have a, sometimes have a hard time being as flexible, and this has worked out great. So I think this is a busted play as Evans is going to be taken down in the backfield. Looked like he tried to make the handoff there, but... The uh, running back was not in a good position. Huge loss there. It'll bring up a fourth down. Yeah, that was great uh, penetration out there by their left end. Um, Noah was blocking down, double teaming to the inside. So I'm not quite sure what the play call was. Um, we might have been in the wrong formation possibly for that, but there certainly was some miscommunication what the play call play was. I, I think... My gut tells me it might have been snapped on the wrong count, too, because there was not a whole lot of bodies moving when that was snapped. So they'll have an empty backfield here. Three on the bottom, two up top. Evans drops back. He's looking downfield. He's going to throw it up for grabs. It'll be over everybody's head and incomplete. Yeah, yeah good job by the secondary that time. Empty backfield for the Eagles. Uh, good job by the offensive line, giving him some time, and uh, he realized his clock was running out. And so he made the best decision possible, and that's really just to kind of overthrow it to make sure nobody else has a chance on the other team to catch it. So so Moberly will take over, ball on their own 31-yard line. You were talking about that two-point stance. I agree. I like the decision. The only thing, though, that makes it rather difficult 
is you can't you can't move a muscle. You can't even move right. your hands or you get a false start penalty. So that just but shows so far, the commitment. Both that, those young men have done a great yes. job with that, though. I like it. They're doing good. Hats off to the coaches for, for doing that. Uh, like I said, you rarely see a two-point stance an offensive lineman at the high school level. So uh, good job by the coaches to uh, to do to do that. St. Clair will take it up the middle. He'll gain a couple of uh, three yards. He'll bring up a second and manageable here. But, yeah, that's exactly the point there is that they have done well with that two-point stance because even if you just move the hand a little bit, you flinch it, then you end up getting a uh, penalty, and it'll – they call that very religiously. So. so definitely hats off to Noah Rice. He's played a lot of offense last couple of weeks in, in addition to full-time on defense. So he's done a great job. So quarterback will keep it. That's Huffman. He'll second and third effort will pick up extra yardage. That'll bring up a third down and short. Yeah, counteraction that time. And uh, just a really good job of the running back to uh, keep his legs moving and keep on hitting that hole. So um, I like what I'm seeing from our defense so far. They're doing a good job of staying in their lanes. Linebacker, as as always, um, have done a great job of scraping to the holes and filling those, those uh, empty spots pretty well. Now that takes us to the end of the first quarter. As quickly moving first quarter, neither team has scored. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back as you're listening to exclusive coverage of Southern Boone County Eagles football here on the home of the Eagles, the Show Me Sports Network. Role models are more important than ever in today's society. You can serve as a role model for others the next time you display good sportsmanship at a high school athletic event. Good sports are winners and are also vital to preserving our fine sports traditions. So the next time you attend a sporting event, remember to be a good sport and help rekindle the spirit of citizenship. This message has been brought to you by your friends at the Missouri State High School Activities Association and this local radio station. Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at Sawdust Sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community woodshop. Well, we switch into the field here. As it'll bring up a third and short. Defense going to bring some pressure as they just missed a uh, loss there as Taylor squirted through. St. Clair is going to pick up good yardage. What an absolutely beautiful pickup by uh, number one for Moberly. He was lined up in the backfield. We were blitzing Taylor in there. And he just did a masterful job of picking up and taking Taylor right out of there, and that left a big hole. So when you do blitz, it can be risky, and that was a great example of the high-risk, bad reward for us in that time. But, uh, but yeah, you got to do it, though. You know, Like I said before, whenever you don't blitz, you get too predictable, and that allows you, uh, the offense line to really get into a groove. So that will bring up. A new set of downs here is dropping back is Huffman. He's rolling to the far side. He's looking to get rid of it. He'll oh, wow. check down to his receiver, and they'll have a little over 10 yards on the play. Yeah, what a great-looking play that time. They, they they rolled him out to the right, right-handed quarterback, rolled out to the right. They did a good job of making Jennings uh, defend the flat that time, he, which he did, and that gave him a lot of extra time to kind of look around and he did a good job of looking for, I would say, even his third read on that, which, you know, you're lucky to get a second read 
by high school quarterback. So nice executed play by the quarterback. Like I said, he, he does have some ability. He's definitely more than just a game manager. So that'll be a new set of downs ball on the 35-yard line as Moberly will break the huddle. And shotgun will be Huffman. He'll get the snap. He's going to uh, pass it off near side to St. Clair. He's trying to get the corner. Flag comes in. He'll be ushered out of bounds. There's a stiff arm after the play. The flag comes in. I only point that out because we got called for that earlier, even though we didn't do it. So the officials redeemed themselves. Ultimately, (laughs) without a game, during the course of a normal game, Penalties work, work themselves. You're right. Way. Definitely over the course of the season, no doubt about it. So it's a hard job to do. Last I checked, they, I heard that the Misho is having a hard time finding referees. So if anyone out there thinks they can do a better job, I know I can't. And that's I why I'm either. up here. That's Absolutely. why I'm up here. So, <laughs> that's anyway. why they put us in the booth because they don't want us out there on the field. Yeah. Excellent job of the defense that time. Did a good job of coming up, forcing the play. Um, it looks like for a second they were going to get outside, but they did a really good job. So um, one of the criticisms we've heard about Moberly is that they haven't gotten their best player into the game very much, and I could definitely see that because I think right now I think we've only seen them with the ball just once, or has it been twice? Only once or, once or twice. No more than twice. Else. So uh, and he certainly can, uh, is, is, you know, he's a good size. He's got good size for his height and weight. So he can uh, do more than just make you just run by him. So it's just we see that, but huge penalty. Now we got first and thirty. <laughs> it was so it was a personal foul and then also a holding call. It'll be first and thirty-five now. Ball on the forty-yard line. Um, Oberly, they've got to get to the twenty-five-yard line of Southern Boone. As dropping back, has some pressure. There's another flag down. His pass will be off into yeah. no man's land. He'll be holding that time. Hayden Inslee did a fantastic job of getting through there. Again, he's playing a defensive end and a three-point stance this week, just like last week, instead of being his outside linebacker uh, position that he's been most of the year. He did, did a great job of getting through there. Um, quick and eye gel, and he got through there. And a lot of times that got a hold, and that's what we got again. We gonna yeah. push him back, or are we gonna decline it? Nope, we're gonna push him back further. He quickly shot through there and disrupted what was happening in the play. As quarterback Huffman just had to get rid of it, as I said through it. Oh, he marked that off five. Okay, keep going there, you got. Well, I don't think they went back far enough on that. Well, I think I misspoke earlier. They were on the forty. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, there we go. I think I said the thirty-five, but, but I'm yeah. the forty. I can't count today. It's too early. <laughs> so now it'll be first and 45. You would have been paid working. That's, Absolutely. That's There's a pass over over everybody's head. It was intended for Wallace. Too tall for him. Yeah, weren't we told by one of their one of their people that uh, the quarterback can have a tendency to overthrow, and he was kind of worried about having the wind behind him. So, But, uh, yeah, it was definitely overthrown. No chance for him to get the ball there. So now second forever. Well, you know that – that uh, previous play kind of gets into his mind a little bit, I think, too, where he dropped back and was pretty much rolling for his life out there. So we'll bring up a second and 45 clock stop, 10-34 in this first half left. Neither team has scored. As Huffman will have it. Uh, they just missed a sack. He'll be taken down. Ball will be intercepted by Salter. As somebody shot through there. Yeah, I didn't Inslee, see that freight train. Was Inslee, that Inslee? I think, shot through there. Um, what they did that time is they they faked a counter action, play action to the left, and they brought a couple linemen that pulled from the right to the left. So that left an unblocked person who 
would have loved to have that play back. I, you know, it was certainly five. It could have been Young. I, th- I think if, it was Inslee. I think you're yeah, right. Yeah, I think it was is there Inslee or Young. Certainly five. Got through there, and their quarterback did a good job of escaping it, but being rushed, that's, again, show you don't have to get the sack to make a big play. And he just kind of rushed that. Next thing you know is right to Salter, easy catch for Salter. So Evans will be in shotgun. Now they're going to do the Wildcat as he'll step over, be a receiver. Dapkis will get the snap and a flag down. It'll be a delay of game. Yeah, legal procedure false start. So, You're right. That's the bad thing when you do things like that. You you haven't practiced them a ton. We have that's the first time we've seen that this year. But Dapkis, you know, the freshman and the Wildcat. So that's uh, and as we've seen the last couple weeks, we were asked who our number one running back is in. The last couple of weeks, you're right. It seems that Dapkus is getting the ball a lot more than Bowles has, and they're both solid, both great runners. Kind of disappointed. I wanted to see what they got, what they were cooking up there. As it'll be first and fifteen, Dapkus will shed one blocker. He'll have two, three yards. Second effort will get him back to the original line of scrimmage. So he'll bring up a second down. Yeah, just trying to get, trying to get the, the guy hooked. And uh, we got what we got here. Yeah, we got an injured eagle down oh, no. right down in front of us. I can't tell who that is. Looks like that's McKee. So they're going to attend to him. And I like that idea to go for the Wildcat. Just curious what that play was going to be. I think we'll probably see it later on. Looks like they're attending to the right leg of McKee. Not the one he's had problems with before. I think it'll last season. Yeah. It all runs together at some point. So they're going to attend to him. As we said, very impressed, though, with Dapkis. With him and Bowles, they make a good one-two punch. They are as drastically different, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but drastically different ball yeah. carrier, and that's what makes that good one-two punch. Right. Because One's a power runner, and one has the ability to get outside, makes a people right. miss, and break and, it down the sideline. And side that's line. what you need. And, and typically, and we do have a, you know, I, I have no doubt that we needed to. I know Mange can step in and make that play some offense if it need be. But right now, when you have the good numbers, it's good to keep your middle linebackers from not having to play a ton on offense because it keeps them fresh as the game goes along. And you know, we saw that with Blair Oaks, where they played a ton of people. They only have a couple of people that play both ways, and and they're nice and fresh when the season ends up. So McKee will get up and walk off under his own power now. He's going to jog off a little bit. So good to see him up and moving. Hopefully nothing major. She said, unbalanced line. They'll have. More bodies over on the far side, including Mr. Rice down there. As Evans will keep it himself, working that far side. He'll cut it inside. He'll be tripped up, but he will pick up about seven yards on the play. Yeah, nice kind of a strategy play call there by Coach Ross. He brought uh, Noah from his right tackle over as a tight end and had uh, Taylor line up more in a right tackle position and ran right toward the left side and, the defender wasn't quite sure how to handle that. Uh, he kind of played a little soft, and that allowed Evans a good chance to get outside and get around him. So third and three as rolling to the near side is Evans. He has some pressure. He's going to have to get rid of it as he will throw it out of bounds off the hands of one of the Spartans, and will be an incomplete pass. Well, I think he threw that with his right hand. So a lot, I think you're right. Good amount of pressure from the inside. Of the line, Evans rolled out to the right. Again, left-hand quarterback. A little bit can be a little bit challenging to get your shoulders turned to make a good throw. And that time, um, he did made a good decision. Threw the ball out of bounds. Didn't we didn't care if the other team caught it, but it was out of bounds. And he did that with his right hand. So, nice job there, young man. 
So we'll see a fourth and three ball on the 35-yard line. Southern Boone so far one for two on fourth downs. As now go. they'll split it out again. The Wildcat, Dapkis will be in shotgun. He'll get the snap. He's going to take it up the middle, trying to sidestep. Oh. And he's, he's going to be short by about a yard and a half, two yards. Yeah, like you said, put Dapkis in there, a Wildcat, and he just uh, by himself in an empty backfield. And, you know, as far as we know, if we see Dapkis in the Wildcat, we think he's going to run first. Uh, Maybe the young man could throw the ball. We don't know at all. Maybe we'll find that out later on in the game. But uh, good job by the Moberly defense. They they were paying attention. They knew what to look for, and they uh, did a good job. I still like the decision, though, something that uh, Moberly hasn't seen Southern Boone do because they haven't done it all this season. As Huffman will be in shotgun, he'll have the ball in his own 34, trying to bob and weave. He'll be across the 40. He'll pick up. About eight yards there, bring up a second and short. Well, the only negative when you go to a to a wildcat with your with your top talent is you take away half the playbook. You take away the passing, and we know we have some passing, good passing game. We have the ability to throw that five and out to our wide receivers who we have multiple of them that can, that can get five yards. So that's the only negative, but, you know, it's one of those things, uh, the strategy, and that's what's so great about the game of football. You do have that strategy that we can – talk about afterwards <laughs> so they will give the uh handoff to boots as he will pick up about five yards he'll move the chains there yeah over that time running to the right side of their field they were trying to get outside but good job by the left hand side of our defense to kind of keep that from happening but great job by the running back planting that outside foot and getting upfield and getting the yards that were needed so good tough running um, we've seen that a few times they do have some good Good-looking, tough running right, running backs. Ball on the 45-yard line. Going right to left is Moberly. Quick pass off to Wallace. He's got it, and he will be taken down at the 50 as Salter making the tackle there. He'll pick up five yards. He'll bring up second and five. Yeah, they're doing the same thing that we try to do with Morris and the rest is try to get that five and out, get the ball out to the flat, and give them a chance to make the first person miss on defense. But, uh, again, Salter is one of our better Defense is secondary. He did a good job of getting up there, so it's good. Uh, looks like McKee is back there, back there playing as well, too, so good to see the young man back out there after being uh, taken off the field earlier with the injury timeout. So that'll bring up a second and five here for the Spartans as Huffman will be in shotgun, or actually up under center that time as oh. he'll give it off. First wave through is St. Clair. He'll pick up about 15 yards. Eagles had a chance there, but he just slips through. Yeah, Inslee did a good job of getting penetration again, but just could not get him wrapped up very well, and they're running back to the good job of hitting that hole pretty hard and going straight upfield. So seeing some pretty good blocking by the linemen. Uh, Eagles are doing a good amount of substitutes of line. We've seen uh, Justin Post in there a little bit, giving Noah Rice a break. Now we got uh, Jonah Wall in there getting a break for, for – uh, Inslee. So Huffman will be up under center again, rolling to the far side. He'll get it off to St. Clair on the pass. He cuts back inside. He's got 10, still on his feet at 15-20. He'll be cut down just shy of the 10. That was a touchdown-saving tackle there by Salter. Yeah, the scouting report on number nine, St. Clair, was that he's fast and can run inside and make it to the edge. And uh, so nice, uh, good little play that time, good play goal by their coaches. Uh, did a little bit of a mile of a run roll out but not uh, not too far and wide open in the uh, the flat was the St. Clair. 
So ball will be on the 12-yard line. Again, neither team has scored yet in our contest. Huffman up under center has a full house behind him. They'll give it to St. Clair. He's working off tackle. He'll pick up short yardage there. Yeah, good job by the linemen get some penetration. and Like we've seen most of the season, Teller Main just comes up there hard and fills that hole up. So good job of the linebackers uh, filling those holes. So I gained two yards. It'll bring up a second and eight. Just past 430 here on the Show Me Sports Network. Blake Gazaway here with you, joined by Mike Freeze. We're glad you're tuned into our broadcast here of Class 3 District 5 semifinals action here in Moberly. Second and eight now as Huffman will be up under center. They'll reset the offense here as they'll move personnel over to the far side. As they'll give it to Boots, he's trying to work the far side. He'll be uh, hemmed in and taken down. I think he lost yardage on the play. They're trying to get the ball, pitch that to the outside, get outside the end. But the end, that time, was Emmanuel did did a fabulous job of coming upfield, forcing the block, forcing him inside. And, of course, from the inside, I believe it was that Taylor that, was that Taylor. came in from the inside that filled it beautifully. So picture-perfect textbook, how you teach that play from the in all the way to the linebacker, middle linebacker coming in to fill the holes from the inside out. Not only did Manuel do that, he was doing it while he was being blocked, so fought off the blocker and had an impact on the play. So to bring up third and ten ball at the 12-yard line. They'll fake the handoff, rolling to the near side is Huffman. He's got the ball out there like a sack of bread. There's a flag down. He will be pushed out of bounds short of the goal line. There is a flag. Yeah, fabulous job of their offensive linemen. They did a great job of, uh, we didn't have any blitzing that time. They did a great job of keeping their blocks, giving them plenty of time. Good coverage in the secondary. And got a holding call on us. So, Well, go figure. So the penalty yeah. will be declined. That could have been why he had no one to throw to. That very well could have been as well. But great decision by the quarterback to, uh, to decide to run the ball there, and he did a good job of getting the first down. So we'll bring up a new set of downs here. It'll be first and goal. Ball is at the one-yard line. So Moberly knocking on the door the first time either team has knocked on the door. First time either team what's been in the red zone. Yes, first time. So they will have a receiver down at the bottom of the play. Huffman will be up under center. Looks like there's going to bring some pressure. They'll give it to their back in St. Clair, and he's going to be close, but not enough. I thought thought they had the the gap there. So good job again by the linebackers filling that hole up. Uh, There was a hole there. It just uh, they did a good job filling it up pretty quickly. Yeah, it was... There for a split second, St. Clair. Yeah, it looks like Moberly's bringing in extra linemen, so they're going to go heavy on their offensive line. We'll see what they have in mind. So it'll bring up a second and goal ball at the half-yard line. Moberly looking to strike first, four and a half to go here in this first half. Huffman will be up under center. They'll have the receiver up top as whistles. Oh, Offsides on us. So that time there, they had their extra linemen lined up on the left-hand side at a tight end. That are tight end lined up at a wing. And the tight end's a pretty good blocker, number 89 is. So they were certainly running the ball to the left, an isolation play, player. So so they were definitely trying to get in on the left-hand side. Well, we were splitting hairs now as they marked that <laughs> off. It was at the half-yard line, so now it is. Uh, yeah. it was about a nine-inch penalty. If even that. <laughs> I don't even, it doesn't look like they really moved the ball All much. Right, but. So same formation. 
So, again, as you said, same formation. Huffman up under center. He'll keep it himself. He'll be spun around. He'll reach it across. They say touchdown. Yeah, only had a foot to go that time. So, quarterback sneak it under center. Um, So, it's good. You know know, me from earlier this year, I I do like to see teams that run shotgun that can have the ability to go up under center and play some smash mouth football because, obviously, quarterback to the right or to the left is the quickest way to to get to the end zone. You know what? Shortest, the, shortest distance, at least. Southern Boone made them work for that. His first effort did not get it in there. As the snapple down, the kick is up, and it is good. So they did make them work for it. But Moberly takes a seven to nothing lead with four oh three left to go here in this first half. We're going to take a quick break and be back. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Southern Boone County Eagles football here on the Show Me Sports Network. Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog, Tracer, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, retrievingfreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. Well, Moberly is the first one to put points on the board as they score on a one-yard touchdown run by their quarterback in Huffman. They lead by a score. PAT was good. They lead by a score of seven to nothing. All right. Are we still allowed to say thicker kicker? I heard that uh, Mevis was trying to get that trademark. So I, I think he filed the paperwork, but I didn't hear it went through yet. Yeah. So Mobley's got a thicker kicker themselves. <laughs> they just defensive lineman at 245 pounds out there, and uh, looks like I think they were offsides. Javon Briscoe is their start. kicker. So that should back him up here. I, I wasn't sure if they were going to maybe try to squib it, or, but he got a decent leg underneath it. And yeah, I think until uh, the ink dries on the paperwork, I think we can still say that. Say that without getting the you know, getting the letter from his attorney. He he, uh, I think what he he did a couple of phrases. He did a couple he? of phrases. Yep. I couldn't tell you what the other ones. Money other Mevis, ones. I think. That's was what. It? Yep, you're yeah. right. That's what it was. Money Mevis and thicker kicker. And- so I got to get crafty. So those of you who like phrases. to make the cry cut stuff, if I'm saying that right, and all the shirts without getting <laughs> licenses and stuff, better get your thicker kicker shirts made now. So that ball is going to be kicked and hang yeah, a right hand turn without its turn signal and go out of bounds. Result last time was warm up kick there. So yeah, we'll take that any day. So that will go out of bounds. We'll see what Southern Boone wants to do here. Well, I, I think what we're seeing is we have so many options we can do. We, we have been able to run the ball pretty decent. We've been able to do the short passing pretty decent. And just keep more of the same, and and hopefully, um, as the the game goes, linemen keep on doing a good job of knowing who to do, who to block. Uh, you know, uh, Owen Folk is taking a turn out there right now, so it's good to see the the senior out there getting some good quality of playing time. He's played quite a bit for us this year with the injuries we've had, and has uh, stepped up pretty well. So hopefully we get a good job of our offensive line this series and get this game back to, up to being tied. 4.03 left on the clock here in the first half. Moberly leads 7 to nothing. 
As ball be on the 40-yard line for Southern Boone. Dropping back, hitting his receiver. That's Taylor with it. He's across midfield, 15-20. He'll be upended across the 40. Yeah. So he'll pick up 20 yards on the play. Great job by the offensive line that time. They held the, the rush down to a pretty good minimum that time, the best they've done, and gave plenty of time for Evans to wait for Taylor to run more of a, looks like more of a seven or eight yards out in the flat, more of a, maybe more of a deep flat uh, pass pattern. Nice job and nice good big gain. So it'll bring up a first and ten ball to 39-yard line. Uh, Moberly, Evans drops back looking far side. He'll give it off to Morris Ooh. off his hands and incomplete. That's something we haven't said much this season. It falls incomplete. Had a couple of defenders well, over there, but nobody could get over to it. Check out that flag in our stands, or our side stands now. The wind's going left and right direction. on your radio dial. Yep. How about that? And uh, that may be the wind. We, we have said the wind's been stronger closer to the field. I mean, we're not seeing anything on the goalpost right now. So uh, just a real quick pass out. You know, Morris has turned that five and out flat play to big yardage uh, many times this season. It is at the back of Evans, so he will be in shotgun. They'll load up receivers on the far side. Now they'll do the Wildcat again as Dapkus will be in shotgun. Now they'll send Evans in motion, and we have a flag down, and I think the that's... Flag or timeout? There's a flag down back here, and it says zero on the play clock. Oh, so. no. Yeah, that time they were doing the overload line, so that time they took Owen uh, Folk from the right tackle over to the left hand side, and they did the Wildcat formation. I do and say they got that a time it looked like to me that we were going to do the jet sweep to uh, yeah to Evans, which that's kind of a neat little idea. Yeah. To say they did have Evans doing a jet sweep motion that time. Oh, yeah. So that would have been a nice little play getting Evans, who's a really good runner. He just chooses not to many many times because he likes he likes to give his receivers the glory. Gotta like a quarterback like that if you're a wide receiver. But yeah, so again. Seeing some trickeration that we haven't seen at all. We haven't seen much overloaded line. We've seen Noah Rice in there at uh, at a um, sniffer back, a little shallow fullback at times, especially on two-point conversions and goal line. But uh, we have not seen too much uh, overloaded lines from the uh, Eagles this uh, season. Well, I kind of had that same thought going through my uh, my brain that uh, that might be a good time to, to uh, throw out a play like that. So Evans will get the shotgun snap. He'll flip it off to Dakis on the far side, oh. and he will be cut down and lose a yard as he gets blown up. Yeah, that was, that was looking really good for about a second there. Basically, a toss sweep to the left-hand side to Dakis, and for a second we had that outside taken care of, but their defender, Mobley's defender, did a fantastic job of getting off his block and coming up and making the tackle for a yard loss. So it was there, but only briefly. The ball on the 40-yard line. It's third and 11. We'll have an empty backfield as Evans will be in shotgun. Three receivers down low, two up top. Again, going left to right on your Show Me Sports Network, Apper Media Center, as they'll get it off to McKee. He'll have about a five-yard gain before he's taken down as he'll be just shy of the 45. So we'll bring up a fourth and six, fourth and we'll say fourth and eight, fourth and seven. How about fourth, seven and a half? No, it's right, seven. All right. Basically, trying to do a little sh- quick rollout, a uh, quick pass to the to the uh, McKee in the flat, and uh, just again a lot of pressure from up the middle. So their interior guys, uh, number sixty-two especially, I've been seeing his uh, number back in there. He's not a big guy, but he, he's getting back in there really well. So ball will be on the thirty-six yard line. Evans has Dapkus in his right hip pocket. 
He will roll to the far side, looking downfield. He's throwing it up to Dapkis, one-on-one. He's tracking it. He almost made the one-handed grab. Yeah, nice nice good-looking call there. We haven't seen much deep today, and and we were challenging that time. Their best player, uh, Darius Wallace, that time, he was step-for-step with Dapkis. Uh, Again, he threw the ball exactly where it needed to be to where only Dapkis had a chance to get it. And uh, good defense that time, good pass pass, uh, rush to defense our offensive line that time did a really good job defending the pass rush but uh he had plenty of time all day to throw it and, and they were step for step down yeah. the sidelines step well, for step enough that wallace didn't have a chance to turn around and no. look for that ball nope. so that played in the favor of dapkis to let him kind of adjust and come back for that ball as it'll be a new set of downs for moberly as huffman will drop back has pressure looking downfield has wallace he throws it oh. into the bread basket he's at the 30 the 25 he'll be pushed out near the 20 yard line well if you remember earlier we, we mentioned how one of the moberly people told us that the quarterback has a tendency to overthrow that time two guys two eagles got some good pass rush and were right on him and I, it looks like to me that pass rush was enough to kind of check the ball off and it was a perfect throw to uh, Wallace, their best player. So beautiful, beautiful looking play by their quarterback. So that's a huge play right there as it goes out of bounds at the 22-yard line. That's where the new set of downs will begin for Moberly. Wallace has been quiet most of the game and made his presence known there under two minutes to go now in this first half. Moberly leads seven to nothing. They'll give it on the cross pattern to St. Clair. He'll pick up short yardage. Yeah, nice little quick dive play that time from the uh, Spartans there, and uh, Manuel did a good job of getting upfield and making the tackle for a short game. Looks like uh, Justin Post is getting a chance to come in and give Mr. Ensley a, a, a chance to take a break. He's been playing an awful lot today, both offense and defense, so nice to get uh, some rotation in there on defensive line. Now they'll hand it off far side. That is Mr. Boots with it. He has. Yeah, Jennings. Jennings losing yards. Jennings blitzed in from his outside position from the left hand side. Got some good penetration that kind of caused the blockers to kind of bunch up behind the line scrimmage. Let's slow down Boots, who had to wait an extra second or count to find the right lane. By the time he did, as well covered by the. Uh, by the Eagles. So clock under a minute to go here in this first half as they will snap it to Huffman. He's rolling here. The near side has pressure. He's going to flip it off to nobody. I think he might have should have just kept that and took taking the couple yards he had. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of hard. It looks like it might have been a couple yards lost, actually, I think. Hard to tell from this angle, though. But, yeah, he was right at right the line scrimmage. And, uh well, well defended by the Eagles. Uh, one thing I will say on both teams, starting to see a lot of players going a little bit slower motion. I don't know if you noticed that or not, yeah, but yes. uh, the quickness on both sides of the ball, that's what happens when you have to play so many players on both offense and defense. So, so this will bring up a fourth and we'll say nine ball on the 20-yard line. Looks like. Moberly is going to go for it. Seven on the play clock. They'll snap the ball. Huffman looking downfield. He's going to throw it for the corner for Wallace. As that is way oh. off lines, I think maybe we might have got away with a little I, bit of contact there. Judging by the crowd reaction <laughs> below us, I'd say we, we look like we did. And I think that maybe because it happened so quickly and didn't maybe. But anyway, 
Good pass rush that time. Uh, Coach Garris blitzed a couple guys. I saw Jennings in their blitz. I think I saw Taylor in their blitzing. So we definitely had uh, six or so plus people, and that did cause Hoffman to throw the ball a little bit earlier, earlier than he wanted to. And that's fine. Again, you don't always have to get a sack. Just get some pressure on the quarterback to where you get an incomplete pass or even better, like we saw earlier, an interception by Salter. So nice to play by the defense. So first and 10 for Southern Boom. Ball at the 20. They'll have five wide receivers. They'll get it to Dapkis as he'll be spun around. He'll pick up five or six yards. And we'll yeah, see. Dapkis that time that basically got everyone spreading from his inside Slot position, took the pass uh, and a quick little quick out. Yeah, they're trying to get a hurry up here. Is that one will be to Morris here on the near side? to make the first guy miss, make the second guy miss, has some room. He'll be down the sidelines. He'll step out yep. at the 43-yard line, move the chains. Yeah, more times than not, Morris on that quick pass to the, to the, to the flat. He will. He, most times he'll make the first person miss. That time he made the first two miss and then did a great job getting up field. And then even better, he got out of bounds. So, Good smart decision there to save any timeouts, but I, honestly, don't we have two timeouts? We do. Yep, two timeouts so for Southern Boone, three for Moberly. So, and we'll keep Dapkis in here as quick pass off to the far side to Morris. He's got some blockers. McKee gives a springing block. He's got 15. He right, will timeout. not be out of bounds. It don't matter. We get we get with five seconds left, seven seconds left, two timeouts. Uh, you don't get to take him in to use him in the second half. So that was a nice little play. Well, I was going to say if we had the chance that now with 15 seconds left, he didn't necessarily have to get out of bounds. He could get upfield to get yards. Exactly that's what, what he, he did. did. Right there. He did a good job again. Excellent decision by Morris on both those plays, knowing that we had the two timeouts. And uh, good, good job. McKee came out of nowhere there to give a block that freed him up for the first down. Good job of McKee to break off of his assignment and free up his wide receiver there. So ball will be on. The 41-yard line, currently 7-0 in favor of Moberly with seven seconds left to go here in this first half. I think that is really the uh, you know icing on the cake that we talked about. These two teams very evenly matched. Yep. And despite the one and four difference on the uh, one seed and four seed, they are very, very much alike teams, very similar in a lot of what they do. Yeah, definitely what we expected. Uh, I'm liking quite a bit what the Huffman, the quarterback, has been able to do for the Spartans so far. He's made some good decisions and uh, impressed with the defensive line against our offense. They're doing a pretty good job of getting some penetration. So seven seconds on the clock left in this first half. They'll fake the handoff to Dapkis as they will throw it to him on a little screen pattern. He's got five yards. He will be taken down inbounds, and I think that yeah. is going to take us to halftime. We were trying to set up a screen pass that time, so we had our linemen actually were blocking down. Unfortunately, they were they only had a three-man. Well, hold up, because the officials right, are having well, a conversation. while they figured it out. They had a three-man rush, and they had a linebacker kind of sitting back as a spy, and basically that did not give much chance for much room. Again, you're only blitzing three. It's not uh, – so there's plenty of defense back to uh, take care of that. So it looks like we do get the one second, or are they going in? Nope, they said we're going to halftime. Right, okay. So it, yeah, was, it was it was great, 50-50, you know. Depends on what color shirt you wear, which yeah, way you wanted really, that to go. Yeah. I would have liked if Dabas could have got out a little bit quicker, you know, to have one more chance. But to be honest with you, your odds were still going to be kind of tough. Again, they had eight guys back. They only were, only were blitzing three. They had a spy on the quarterback in case he decided to take off. So it was a good defensive play call by the Spartans. 
it really matched up well with what we were trying to do on that screen pass to the wide receiver. And at the most there, they would only put about one second on the clock. And while I would have loved to have one more shot at it in one second, Moberly is going to run their prevent defense. And right. Like we, that's, yeah, I was just trying to say it had it, been really hard to yeah. get a score. We were outside of field goal range. Um, even though the win, I think, has shifted to being uh, behind the kicker there, but that still would have been like a 55-yarder. Well, it, it almost looks 40 like 40 yards is really long in high school. It almost looks like it's blowing across across or more at an angle from. Well, it's still weird. You look at the flags of yeah. the, the goalpost, and, and they're, they're barely moving. So this is really interesting. I don't see the trees moving much. we got yeah. a pretty big tree with some leaves on it still behind the goalpost. This is why we're not on the uh, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock the news, given the weather. <laughs> they usually have much better-looking people than us. Like I tell people, i got the I got the face for radio. The, the weather condition is if you have a trash can, it may be in your neighbor's yard at the moment. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break, and we'll get into our halftime show here. As low-scoring affair, it's 7 to nothing in favor of Moberly here. As you're listening to exclusive coverage of Southern Moo County Eagles football here on the home of the Eagles, the Show Me Sports Network. The score of any athletic event is generally forgotten over time, but the actions of players, coaches, and spectators leave lasting impressions. The next time you attend a high school game, think of how history will remember you. Choose good sportsmanship and help rekindle the spirit of citizenship. Remember, the lessons you teach today will help develop better citizens in our communities for tomorrow. This message has been brought to you by your friends at the Missouri State High School Activities Association and this local radio station. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your last line of defense. Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers with some of the most advanced technologies on the market. Anything can become a canvas. The state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, a veteran-owned business. We need you. We need you. We need you. We need you. Now more than ever. The Southern Boone School District is hiring part-time bus drivers for round athletics and activities with no experience necessary. Our drivers enjoy flexible work hours, paid on-site CDL training, and paid time off, all while helping our community. The position offers competitive pay. Go visit sbschools.us slash employment. We need you. Tonight's game is not only a competitive contest between these two schools, but it's also an educational experience for the students involved. Because high school activities are about learning life values, your friends at this local radio station and the Missouri State High School Activities Association remind everyone to do their part in keeping our hometown sports a positive experience for everyone. When you attend your next game, do your part to help rekindle the spirit of citizenship by showing good sportsmanship. You'll be teaching a positive lesson, and you'll be preserving a proud tradition in the state of Missouri. Missouri. 
Well, we're here at halftime as the band is out uh, performing here. Performing a medley of West Side Story music. And i got to say, if I've heard it one time, I've heard it for 20 years. So, But the band sounding very good. I think they said they're the Moberly Fighting Spartan Band or something in that combination. So they're out here entertaining us at halftime because if we take a look at our scoring summary, well, it's going to be real short. As just seven points put on the board, that uh, was a scoreless first quarter of action. The only score coming for Moberly, that was with 4.03 left to go in the first half, and that made it a 9-2, uh, sorry, that was a 7 to nothing score as the uh, kick was good. PAT was good. That was a nine-play, 66-yard drive. And that came with 4.03 left. That is the only score we have in our contest here at this point. Southern Boone will get the ball to start the second half of action as they won the coin toss and deferred. Six first downs for Southern Boone in the first half. There's been nine for Moberly. For Southern Boone, they're one of five on third downs. They are one of four on fourth downs. Moberly is three of five on third downs and 0 for 1 on fourth downs. Southern Boone has, their quarterback has been sacked one time. He has also been uh, hurried a couple times and no sacks. A couple hurries against uh, the Moberly quarterback, but... Huffman did throw one interception in the first half as uh, we only saw three possessions in the first quarter and five possessions in the second quarter. So that was a relatively quick moving first half of action here for these two teams. Again, a 7 to nothing score in favor of Moberly. Well, Mike's working hard on getting some of well, our uh, scores. This is actually a little easier than we even <laughs> thought it would be. Easier than normal. Because there's only, I mean, right now in the Missouri area, there's only two games going right now. <laughs> it's us and also Boonville in Mexico also start, kicked off at 4 o'clock, and that one, no, no shock or surprise, it's tied 13-13 to 13, uh, in late in the second quarter. So, again, no surprise there. So, um, let's see. Osage doesn't play till seven o'clock tonight. They go against the Clinton Cardinals. Um, Blair Oak starts kicks off at six against the North Callaway Thunderbirds. Um, at six p.m. we got Hallsville versus Centralia at Centralia. That uh, is usually a pretty good game. Usually, so no reason to expect anything differently. Um, tomorrow, Saturday, Cole Camp after uh, they beat um, Russellville. Um, couple uh, or last week they play Fayette tomorrow at six o'clock uh, Kirksville and Jeff City will kick off at six the Spartans of Battle and Helias will kick off at five down in Jeff City um, Camden uh, they're kicking off tomorrow at two uh, they play Rolla and I don't have anything on when Rockbridge is uh, playing against uh, Hazelwood Central well I'll find that out real quick um, so Hazelwood a little down this year um, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, kind of an interesting uh, 48 hours for football across the state of Missouri. Of course, we know that there's storms headed this way. So obviously yeah. trying to err on the side of caution. 7 o'clock kickoff for Rockbridge as well trying as to, of 35 minutes ago. So Trying to err on the side of caution to move some of these games to get them to tomorrow or move them up today so we can try yeah. to get the game in. And So far so good. Uh, the wind hasn't been horrible. Uh, looking at the rain, let me look at the current 
you know, the, radar. The good it hasn't thing, moved much. The good thing is uh, I like it because it means I can catch some more games. It's kind of hard to catch if any other want, games. You can yeah. catch some more games if you like. I, yeah. I've not mastered how to be in two places at one time. I am working on it, but uh, to no avail as of yet. But uh, kind of nice. We'll get to well, maybe we enjoy some games. in the movies, it doesn't work very well. <laughs> and uh, we can learn a lot if we just pay attention to what we see in our movies and TV shows. Same with there's no reason for us to try to bring back dinosaurs. Yeah. That never yeah. works out. Never works either. out. Yeah. Very few things in life I'm for sure but of. But speaking that of dinosaurs, of I believe, if I saw it correctly, next weekend at Lakeside Ashland, you have the opportunity to see the newest Jurassic movie there at, on the big screen outside. Uh, tomorrow, you can go see Top Gun Maverick. Uh, look at that! Look at that! Free advertising for absolutely, Nick yeah. I, business, I do. So. I don't think we'll be able to go tomorrow night, but uh, I'm a little I'm a little jaded because I cannot think of a better way to watch that movie than outside. Well, the the only negative I could think of is that that's a loud movie with lots of explosions. That's and, what you want. Stuff. <laughs> I want it shaking the truck. Unless you live down Long Providence Road. <laughs> I and don't. I, so. <laughs> I don't mean to make light. I, you know, I would be disappointed if I was them as well. If you're out in your backyard, you know, enjoying the, enjoying your fire pit or fountain or whatever, and all of a sudden you hear these jet engines. I mean, my take would be I'm gonna cut some trees down so I can sit in my backyard and still watch it if that is an option. But yeah, lots going on. Uh, you know, it's it's a good time of year in the. Uh, in the uh, city of Ashland, some other activities going on as well. And also, of course, Mizzou Athletics uh, getting underway. Continuing, I guess I should say, basketball. A, Looked real a, sharp last yeah, night. Yeah, they got a tough game tomorrow against Kentucky. Kentucky got beat pretty bad by Tennessee, who uh, looks to be pretty doggone good after all. Hence their number one ranking in the football playoffs right now. But uh, Kentucky could be licking their wounds, could be a little upset. Right. It's been a very tough game on, off and on, um, you know, I hate to bring up bad calls, but I do recall a bad call from that s- series the last year or two. I forget exactly what it was, but I do have some memory in my back of my mind. But certainly, you know, folks take advantage of this nice weather that we have. Lots going on in Ashland. Um, let's see, this weekend. Soccer team's been doing soccer well. Soccer team yeah, always does well. Or cross-country. Cross-country Hats off to Alexander Volkart and uh, Connor Burns. Those two are just dominating their class. They're defending state champions yep. in their respective uh, uh, events, um, and they're out there doing it all again. So hats off to both of them. Um, so, yeah, we do have some champions in the city of Ashland. Absolutely. In southern Boone County. They've all been working hard. The teams have been working hard, plus uh, also – the uh, winter athletic season is slowly uh, starting to kind of trickle in and think about happening. We'll, of course, have coverage of as many games as we can do for the uh, basketball team. So we'll try to do as many games as we can get in. First half of the season is a little is a little different. There's, there's split games for the most part. So, again, haven't figured out how to be in two places at one time. But we'll, uh, we'll try to do some of those. But then the second half of the season, after... After uh, we get to the midway point, they settle into more of the boy-girl doubleheader action, so we'll definitely try to bring both of those games as well. And Stevens Stars, their uh, basketball season underway. We also, or I call those games as well, so we carry those on the network. So they are underway, played a uh, nice exhibition game, and played, that was in uh, Tennessee against the uh, Golden Eagles of Tennessee Tech. Um, So I watched that game on ESPN+, Plus. kind of a, 
uh, a, uh, a good tune-up for them. And then, uh, obviously, they played a couple games here at home, didn't get to do the game last week, or played one at home and one on the road. Had uh, had another, um, I guess that was this week it was, had, a, had another thing on my schedule that I had to take care of, unfortunately. But we will have the first game for them that we'll be carrying on Monday. And i got to say, much improved team. They, they have made strides there. Uh, head coach, the second-year head coach, and Andre Bell doing a great job with the program. And I was talking with their athletic director earlier today and said, uh, I really like what I see. And he said, me too. So <laughs> it's, uh, they're looking pretty good for sure. So lots of uh, sports headed your way over the course of the uh, next few, uh, yeah, few weeks and months. I'm looking forward to and, the, the basketball season coming up. Uh, you know, talking to someone earlier about how it's nice, you know, that everyone still has a chance in these football playoffs and, you know, kind of reminds me a lot of March Madness when you get some underdogs to come up and win. And, you know, I'm hoping that the Mizzou Tigers surprise a lot of people. I've, I haven't had much need to keep my streaming live TV <laughs> service going to catch ESPN once football season is over. So I'm hoping that the Mizzou Tigers play well enough to make me want to not miss those games. So good, uh, hopefully that comes uh, this year, this season. So, Anyway, well, like I said, the, the, so far the athletic directors are did a good job of deciding on four, uh, at 4 p.m. start. The rain still seems to be pretty far away. Um, it's uh, kind of went south from Chillicothe down to Carrollton. Um, so we don't have, we got a little bit of light rain within a half hour from here, but nothing strong yet. So hopefully keep it that way hopefully and then when you get home tonight uh or if you're at home tonight make sure you bring your dogs inside because you know at least my dog does not like fireworks or lightning get your get your trash can from the neighbor's yard yes actually our ours a couple weeks ago ours blew across the road yeah I, I couldn't find it to save my life and it was across the road well for me maybe it's bring your mums inside so they'll get blown that. over again i've already picked them up twice today um but maybe it's time just to stick them in the garage so they don't get blown around, blown around again. Well, as we were saying, a lot of positives coming for Ashland. A lot of good things up the uh, up the pipe for them. Something too, I want to throw out. Very encouraged. Of course, we've seen it all season long with football with uh, some of these underclassmen that have have showed some real spark and some real uh, you know potential for them. Is is looking at some of the uh, some of the younger teams, some of the middle school teams. They've got some good players that are are coming through. I know uh, there is a uh, a uh, gal by the last name of Young that's going to be oh, yeah, to the program yeah, yeah. pretty quick, like, <laughs> and I think she's going to make her presence known. And uh, she's got she's got an older brother who uh, does quite well at uh, football and basketball as well. So it's uh, it's very encouraging to see these programs, and that's something that I've talked off off air with with uh, head coach for Southern Boone, Mark Ross. You know that uh, really. These these programs are rebuilding, but you have to just you know start start looking even earlier at uh, some of these programs to get the kids interest in it, to get them having fun, those type of things. And it's it it does get to be a challenge sometimes, but yeah. you know they, they well, have a good program. What's going around town and so forth? It's about to, or the school uh, next weekend on the tenth, uh, well next Thursday I guess on the tenth, uh, they're going to have an open house yeah. for the middle school. If you've not been in there, it is a beautiful building. Just a great job all the way around for those who planned it out. Uh, um, I believe uh, Mr. Berenson with Porter Berenson designed yep. that possibly. Um, really good job of using the space. If you don't know, you know, both buildings were separate. Kids had to go outside to go back and forth. 
We also, kids had to go over to the ag building and had to cross the street and so yep. forth. Now, the middle school kids, they have no reason to ever leave the school building. So that's certainly great when it comes to a safety Absolutely. standpoint. Don't want to have to cross the street. Drivers don't have to be frustrated when they have to stop because kids, middle school kids don't always get across the street quickly enough. But a uh, fantastic-looking job there. And if you're, if you're up here and listen to us, I know a couple of you say you do, um, this is a nice artificial turf field. This is something that we're going to see. Uh, Coach Tracy told us last week that I believe he gave the construction company May 15th as their yep. first day that they can get in and start tearing stuff up. And uh, if you look down there, they got a nice-looking scoreboard. Absolutely. That's something that we can see. Now, we, of course, can dream and wish we had a nice press box like <laughs> this, but we know that's further down the road. But certainly a lot of good things happening. And uh, the other night I had to go get gas for my wife. She doesn't like to get gas, so I do it for her, and I'm glad to do it. She babies me and spoils me quite a bit. So went to the new break time, and it was like 9 o'clock. And what did I see over Across the street from break time, I saw guys working at nine o'clock at night on the out exterior of that, that that new Taco Bell building. So they're 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 they're, they're busting it. their butts. Um, I got a feeling they're going to be open before the scooters. But I'm not a coffee drinker, guys. Not so, either. But so for those, I'd be okay for, Taco for those Bell. who like coffee. I'm very very happy for you. Don't forget, please take a right out, go around the roundabout, come back. That's probably going to be your best way uh, to get out on the left. But uh, certainly. A lot of good things going on. Lakeside Ashland now, if you haven't been paying attention, they now have their full concessions. So they have your pretzels, your popcorn, your drinks. And uh, as Nick Parks mentioned, he's got an all-inclusive cost. I'm not sure what it is. I think 10 bucks maybe. And it comes with unlimited popcorn, unlimited soda per person. So uh, that's a good deal. So a lot of things happening. A lot happening. of positive things. A lot of positive things happen. But you know, still, you've, you've make been, sure everyone slows down. Yep. Well, we don't want to go there, do we? Just make sure everyone slow down. <laughs> make sure you know what's going on. We have a lot of people that love to walk up and down our streets. We don't have sidewalks everywhere. So make sure everyone kind of pays attention so we don't uh, have any accidents. We've been pretty lucky. You know, property crime is about the worst thing that we have. And it's my understanding if we happen to lock our doors yep. and lock our car doors, that uh, that drops quite a bit. So anyway, great town to live in, great school district. As we see our Eagles coming back out, uh we get the ball first, I believe. We so do. definitely, this is a key series. I think the offensive line. Hopefully, they made some changes. Uh, they were challenged in the first half. The offensive line was. They had some pretty good pass rush at times. So certainly, hopefully, the coaches can make some adjustments and changes to uh, make this uh, series one that can get us back on get us back to a tie game. Well, and I will say too, uh, you talked about the improvements made by the school system there. You know, I know uh, everybody. Nobody's a fan of of uh, sometimes having to spend money and those type of things. Don't talk about but, stuff, taxes. But and stuff. when you go in there, you're going to see exactly. You're going to walk in and you're going to say that was money well spent because of of uh, it, it. It's what needed to be done, and it's going to yeah. serve the kids, and it's going to, as you said, make things safer yeah. and everything else. And yeah. Now the the high school kids in the in the current ag building will have more space, yep. more flexibility. Even though, you know, the one of the next steps. Of course, assuming that the great voters, great citizens of the Southern School Bit School District vote to issue a new bond, again, probably there are all no tax increases that are that are planned out for the next couple stages. The next stage that would be hopefully coming would be in addition to the high school, where the Commons parking lot would be, and that would be uh, for 
some more classrooms and some more um, culture arts um, either the ag and then eventually they can keep on going further further i don't know if anyone's noticed but to the north of the high school they got that big open field there there was a house there a couple of years ago that's owned by the school district and that someday will be further the campus that we have in southern boone and that's you know you've you've lived uh you've been a, a southern uh, a uh, Ashlandite, a Southern Boone, Southern Booneian. I don't know. I don't know what the right name is for it, but you've been there a lot longer than we have, and you know, a lot of excitement. That's part of why we uh, decided to relocate our family uh, to Ashland to live in a great community. And definitely is growing on us, and definitely the community has rallied around to make it feel like we are home, and we we enjoy that. So high end over end kick is going to be taken. By Bishop at about his own five. He's going to go straight ahead. Has a big hole. He's at the 30. He's at the 40, 45, 50. Still on his feet. That's Depkis with it, actually. He is going to take it to the house. 10, 5, touchdown. And just like that. I told you it was Bishop, but it was Depkis as he takes it 95 yards to the house. We'll check as no... Flag on the field looks pretty clean from here. We are an extra point away from being yeah, tied up. Just a perfect kick to return if you're an Eagle fan. It was right to him. Didn't have to bobble it. Didn't have to worry about it. And it got there pretty quickly. It wasn't high. He had plenty of room before he met his first wall, his first uh, defender. And the return team did an absolutely fabulous job of getting some blocks. I missed who was blocking ahead of him down here about the 40, 35-yard line. But that's another good job of making sure not to block anybody in the back. So Salter will come on to try the PAT. So snap is high, oh. and it's going to get past Salter's head. He's going to have to pick it up and run for his life. He will throw it off to an outlet valve as it will be well short. There is a flag oh. coming in, though, so. Face mask, two over. Be a face mask. We'll yeah, that's why you never give up, folks. So basically, high snap. And I made sure not to say we're, we're going to, you know, chance to tie this game up. I made sure I didn't try to jinx us. But high snap went over both heads. Salter did a good job of getting the ball picked up. He saw he had some room. And he just got a Hail Mary throw it out there to the flat. And it is a face mask against the the Spartans, so that's going to give us a do-over, and hopefully uh, we can get a, a better uh, snap this time, which we've had pretty good snaps on our on our uh, extra points all year. Well, oh, I think they're going to go, go for, for two, it. so hey. Go for two. We've seen Might this well. already. You're at the, the one-yard line, so, or one and a half. So, yeah. Gutsy call by Coach Ross here. Yeah, Coach Ross trying to cement his early legacy here at Southern Boone. Dapkis will be in the backfield. Evans will be in shotgun. He'll have three receivers up top. They'll give it to Dapkis. Cuts back in. Oh. And he will be just shy of the goal line. I thought he was going to get in there. Yeah, well, that time that we did it, the over, over, overloaded lines, sent an extra um, offensive lineman lined up at tight end on the right-hand side. And, we're taking, we're running an isolation play to the right side, but that time, uh, the backside lineman just squirted through there untouched and did a good job and basically kept them to a two-yard loss. So, anyway, great job by Moberly there, especially when you think about it. It can be very demoralizing as a player to see a kickoff return for a touchdown. So, good job by them, especially after they got the call for the face mask, after they thought they had the extra point conversion, um, you know, 
stopped. And, uh, yeah, nice job there. Nice, interesting call from uh, Coach Ross. I still like the decision to try to go for it. No complaints about the decision from me either. So it is. And he's shown us this year. He's not. He's not. Uh, he's not afraid of taking a taking a gutsy call, taking a risk if he thinks he has the the numbers. So Salter will have it teed up here as Southern Boone has cut that seven point deficit down to one at seven to six. Fifteen seconds into the second half of action, there's going to be. An onside kick, one of the return men oh. up front will take it near the 50. I think that's where his forward progress will get it. Yeah. I believe that is Gabe Flood. So certainly there's no shock that time at Salter. He's right, right-footed, right and he was on the opposite side of the, of, the, of, the, of the hash mark or the kicking tee, you know, where to kick it with his right foot. So if you're Moberly, you knew it was, it was coming. 89, their tight end did a good job of keeping it. And for once, uh, we usually don't see those up guys have the green line to hands. go, but yeah. – he does. He did have the green light to try to uh, do something with the ball. So, good field position for them. So this will bring up first and ten, as ball will be on the fifty-yard line. Huffman will be in shotgun. He'll keep it himself. Rolling here, to the near side. He is quickly eaten up there by Jennings. Also, Taylor in on the tackle. He'll bring up uh, gains three yards. Bring up a second and seven. Yeah, what a fantastic job by Jennings that time. Uh, they basically. Had a whole bunch of motion going on, a lot of shifting, trying to confuse us. And they were trying to run the quarterback draw right up, or quarterback keeper more. wasn't really much of a draw, not much of a pass action there. And Jennings did a fabulous job playing his outside linebacker stand-up in position to cut off from outside in. So great job by Jennings that time. So to bring up a second and seven as Huffman will motion a couple of guys on the far side, three on the play clock, so they've got to get set one, zero, zero, and finally yeah, the flag comes it. out. It'll be a delay of game. So they will back them up here. It'll bring up a second and long now. All right, so defensive line, we got uh, nose guard, we got uh, Aiden Young, we got tackles, uh, both Hayden Insley, who normally plays an outside linebacker, and Noah Rice at left tackle or strength in the field he flips back and forth but he normally plays more of an inside uh, position so those are the three guys up front and they need to keep on doing a good job of getting penetration and disrupting things in the backfield like they have been most of the game so second and long now as Huffman up under center he'll keep it himself rolling to the far side he's got to get rid of it he just took a big shot as the tight end flood will catch it and go to the 30 he picks up 20 plus yards on the play well, Aiden Young first got in there with some really good penetration, and Taylor shot through there with the linebacker blitz. But uh, thankfully for them, their quarterback, Huffman, again, he throws his best when he has pressure. It, it just keeps him from overthrowing, and that time he threw a perfect ball to his wide receiver. He was doing more of a crossing pattern from left to right on the field, and uh, just a really nice job by their, by the quarterback getting the ball to the wide receiver. So I'll bring up a new set of downs ball on the 30-yard line. Moberly going left to right on your broadcast as you listen here on the Show Me Sports Network. They'll try a crossing route and uh, give it off to the second back as that's Boots. He'll pick up good yardage there. Boy, he just got behind a steam of players and nobody could find him. Well, the one thing we have done on the outside, we have, we've, we've guarded the outside really well. We have not let them get outside of us. So, again, we had really good penetration, good play from the ends that time. I think that was Jennings and uh, Noah Rice out there that time. Did a good job of getting upfield, but that left some, some some green space up in the middle and the running back boots did a great job 
of getting a good seven-yard gain of that by cutting it back up the mid- middle of the field. So second and three, Huffman will be in shotgun. He'll get the snap. He's going to keep it himself, trying to get the corner. Cuts back in. He'll pick up about five yards. He will move the chains. Yeah, just a called run again. Uh, no no pass, that, pass action on that. So just a quarterback keeper dive up, up to the left-hand side. Did a good job following his backers. Uh, and he only needed to get three yards, and he got about three yards and one foot. So that'll be... First and 10, ball at the 18-yard line. Moberly putting together a little bit of a drive here. They started at the 50-yard line, currently at the 18. They do lead at 1 by 7-6. Huffman will Huffman rather be in shotgun. He'll give it on the crossing uh, pattern by Boots as he will pick up uh, pretty good yardage there. He'll be bring up a second and short. Yeah, nice, nice play there. A little bit of a counteraction at the time. They, they, they're... Um Wide receivers, I'm seeing some really good blocking from those guys. I think that might have been Boots. Was Who who ran the ball that time? That was Boots. Okay, was Boots. It? Okay, so I think number nine, the other. Uh, St. Clair. St. Clair did a really good job of blocking Jennings, kicked him out, and that allowed Boots to come up, get upfield. Again, we're, we're, we're not letting them outside of us, but they're doing a really good job of cutting back to the middle of the field where, where the green space is. Second and four ball on the 12. Huffman up under center. He will give it to St. Clair. He'll stutter step, try to sidestep the defense, but he will be lucky if he gets back to the line of scrimmage. He'll say no gain. Yeah, more of a power dive that time, and both that time Young and Noah Rice both did a fabulous job of just converging on the ball carrier. He had no room to run whatsoever. I think that was about, what, a loss of a yard possibly? Yeah, I think maybe half yard, but they say no gain. but. But excellent penetration by the defensive line that time. They were all over the ball. So third and four here as Moberly will break the huddle. They'll have two receivers on the top of the play. Now they'll move some guys around here to the near side. Huffman will be in shotgun. He'll give it off to his back in uh, St. Clair, and he has stood up. We'll see. Looks like he got He's just enough. Oh, yeah. Uh, this time, that, that time they actually did get a chance to get outside, so they did a good job of getting Jennings hooked to the inside that time. That gave them enough space to get to the outside, but uh, good job, per, good pursuit by the Eagles to make him uh, step out of bounds. Well, he just got enough for the first down. It'll be first and goal. Ball inside the 10 at the 8-yard line. So the Spartans knocking on the door once again. They'll split Wallace out to the top of the play. Huffman will be in shotgun as he will give it off to Boots, trying to work the uh, near side here. He'll be pushed out uh, about the six-yard line. Yeah, it's basically one of those diddles play that basically ran the same type of play again to the outside. Did a good job getting Jennings hooked that time again. So and uh, it looks like that time we had slanted Noah into the right, and they ran the ball to our left, and uh, so... Just how the, the, the luck goes sometimes, so a good play call by the Spartans. and But, again, didn't get a lot out of it, so pretty good job on pursuit by the linebackers and the defensive secondary. Yeah, they're running to the short side of the field, so not a lot of room to work with. Rolling to the near side, he's got to throw it up for Grant. Oh. Almost intercepted by Salter as Huffman was running for his life back there. He had a lot of white jerseys in his face. Yeah, five guys on the line of scrimmage uh, just going in and sent Jennings that time. Jennings was unblocked, and he got his helmet right into the, show, uh, the chest plate of Huffman. And for once, he didn't make the perfect pass because Salter had perfect coverage. Yeah, he jumped there, the route there. there in the, in the corner of the end zone. So great defensive play, great play called by Coach Garris. 
to cause that, to get that pressure on there, and great execution by everybody involved on the Eagles' defense. So that'll bring up a third and goal ball at the six-yard line. As Huffman will be up under center. He'll give it to the second back, trying to work the far side. Now he is taken down for maybe a gain on the play. Ball was actually at the, I think at the seven. So, yeah. No, it was at the six, no gain. Nobody split out that time for the most part. They had everybody bunched in. They shifted from the right to their left. And uh, Coach Garris had both linebackers going that time. And a great job by Taylor getting in there. Looked like he was unblocked, and he did a good job wrapping up boots and uh, to keep it from gaining anything so they are going to come on to try a field goal here we had 23 yard field goal snap is down and it is no good it's wide right oh what a great there great job by the eagles on defense that time to kind of stiffen up uh, did a good job again great play great play calls by coach garris and great execution by everyone involved uh, again, Salter did a great job on coverage. Like we mentioned before, he's he's easily one of our best, if not the best, man-on-man defender, and he's been doing a really good job uh, on Wallace tonight, who's their best uh, skilled athlete. And um, like what we've heard coming in, they are struggling to find ways to get him the ball. Michael Land was the uh, kicker there. Looked like he got a little too much underneath it as the tee, the uh, little spot tee they used, went flying into the end zone. So it'll be first and uh, 10 at the 20-yard line for Southern Boone. Evans will fake the pitch, keeping himself up the middle. He'll have no gain on the play. Yeah, just like you said, we've been running the t- that toss sweep quite a bit already to Dabkus, who's and it's worked pretty decently well that time. That's the first time I think I've seen a called run for Evans. And that's uh, to fake it. And, again, their defensive line has been doing a really good job of getting there and causing some ruckus with our uh, offensive line. So we need to definitely do a better job getting our blocks down. So no gain on the play. Second and 10, two receivers here on the near side as Evans will be in shotgun, and we have yeah, flags false come start. in. Could have been one or two of us. Could be either one of them. We had, I saw two guys move. Sixth penalty for Southern Boone. That's been accepted. Five penalties for Moberly. All right, so now we're getting backed up inside of our end zone here, so. Ball will be on the 15-yard line. This is where we normally see a quick out or a screen pass or so, so we'll see what we see this time. Morris and Bassnett are here on the near side against Southern Boone going right to left on the broadcast. As Evans drops back, he is going to have to scramble, step up in the pocket. He's at his five, though. Now he's going to revert, go the other way, looking downfield. He's going to throw it to a receiver. Is that Morris with it? As he picks up about eight yards. Well, that was, he had to run an awful long distance. So basically um, had decent uh, pass rush protection there for a second, but then it broke down, and Evans was scrambling to his left, decided, well, that's not going to work out after mi- barely missing a defender. Moved off to the right and did a great job again of finding the open wide receiver. Good throw, good play. So it picks up 13 yards. It'll bring up a third and two now. As Evans will get the shotgun snap looking near side, throws it to Morris on a little out route. He makes the defender miss across the 40-45. Stutter steps, makes three miss at the 50. Still on his feet across the 45. As we've seen a lot this year, that quick five and out pass to Morris on the left uh, seems like it does happen a lot on, on our left side. Did a great job of making the first defender move um, and just 
Did a good job of picking up blockers and getting the ball inside. So great play call by Coach Ross. Great execution. Um, that time I didn't see a ton of pass rush from the Spartans, so maybe they got tired of chasing after Evans the play before because he had plenty of time to make that pass. Well, Morris just put on a broken ankle clinic right there. As he moves the chains, it'll be new set of downs. As they'll give it to Bowles, he'll cut it straight up the middle. He'll pick up a couple yards. Ooh. Getting a little chippy out there. Yeah, it's a little Hopefully extracurricular would, activity. Uh, Hopefully the Eagles do the better job and bite their tongues and don't touch anybody. But, yeah, tough, hard running. Um, that, that Again, that's a time where the, the Spartans' defensive line did a good job of stiffening up, and this wasn't much there for Bowles to run through. So that'll bring up a second and nine. And again, Bowles will be in the right hip pocket of Evans. He'll have two receivers up top. He'll get the snap, fake the handoff, roll into the far side, looking downfield, has some pressure. He's going to hit his receiver, and Morris, spin move first down. He'll pick up enough to move the chains, go out of bounds. The best thing that I saw right there was Morris came back toward the ball. So many times receivers will wait for the ball to come to him. He did a great job. Evans did a great job again of getting his feet, shoulders set and turned and fired a nice strike into it. And again, Morris, again, he came back toward the ball. So many times we see this very popular, very well-known freshman down the road in Columbia not necessarily come back to the ball every time. So you got to come back to the ball. Ball on the 32-yard line. Evans will get the shotgun snap. Dropping back. Now he's going to roll a little bit to the far side. He'll drop it down. One-handed grab by Morris before he's high load. And I don't know how he caught that out of the air. He just put a hand up, yeah. and boom, it was there. Called roll out that time. To me, it looked like, oh, we got flag. a flag. I think they're going to get personal foul, yeah. possibly. Looked like some hit hit around to the head. Yeah, one went low, one went high. I don't think that, that wasn't any uh, intention there. No, but just the way, yep, the way it is. Yep, it just is. was a high tackle. And same way, you know, when you get horse collars, you get things like that. That's not yeah. that's not the intention. Helmet to the head. It just, yeah. it just happens. Helmet to helmet. So, yeah. anyway, call roll that time with Evans running to his right. And, again, he does a fantastic job of getting his feet turned. He had looked like he had uh, bowls open a little bit further down downfield in the second level. But he went to uh, Morris, which I don't blame him. Morris has been special, to He's say the least. Fire. He's been a special player all year at wide receiver. Does a fantastic job of catching the ball, one or two hands, and then does a fantastic job of getting downfield. So ball will be on the 14-yard line. Can't tell if that's one of the fans banging on the bleachers, or it sounds like he's got a uh, trash can. It or looks something to be something. Yeah, they <laughs> do have metal bleachers, and they don't have a lot. Of, don't have a very big home crowd here. But you know, again, time of the game starts. You know, so ball on the 14-yard line. They'll have five wide receivers, four down low, one up top. Evans drops back, has a loud valve. He's going to tuck it and roll. He'll be across the 10. He'll get sandwiched there after he picks up maybe three or four yards. Yeah, your traditional quarterback draw that time he, he catches the ball in the snap and takes a, a, a step or two back and then cuts up to the left hand side uh, a good job by Moberly that time we had, we tried to spread them out we had five five wide outs uh, four all to the left hand side so he tried to uh, create some space there the coaches did but uh, good job by Moberly to keep that just to a two-yard gain. I say he only gained two yards. It'll bring up a or one yard, a second and nine. As he's dropping back, looking towards the end zone, he's going to throw it on the crossing router to Morris. He'll tip it himself. He's at the five. He'll be in the end zone as he takes it from 13 yards out and scores. Yeah. What's worked really well for us all night are those quick passes. This time we haven't seen that one. Uh, we saw it once in the first half. So basically quick 
little quick slant to Morris from going from right to left, and he just uh, cuts it back across field, picks up a couple blockers, and as usual, he makes at least one person miss and did a fantastic job of getting to the end zone. Well, at some point, you got to think that he must be coated in Crisco because <laughs> nobody can find a way to tackle him on first contact. As Southern Boone will go for two here as they have the 12-7 to lead. They'll send Morris in motion, and we've got flags down. False start. It's not what we wanted to do there on that play. Yeah. But it's worked before. That just gives us more room more to get room, to the end zone. More room, as you always <laughs> say, yeah. Basically, that time they're running the jet motion sweep with uh, with uh, Morris. We usually don't see Morris running in motion, so that could have been a handoff to him possibly, which I uh, would not be surprised to do. It would be an excellent call by Coach Ross because he is our best weapon on offense. Well, that goes as an eight-play, 80-yard drive to give Southern Boone their first lead. They lead at 12-7. to seven. They're Play looking clock, play clock. To add to this, play clock down to five. Four, three, two, one. They'll get the snap off as Evans looking near side. He'll throw up for Dapkus. He's going to go get it. He'll be in there. Wow. As Dapkus gets the two-point conversion. Basically, just to throw it up and, and hope your guy can out jump the other guy. Um, you don't see a ton of that. Uh, in high school because, you know, generally your quarterback is not quite that good to throw the ball where it needs to be and the timing and everything, but well, well executed by by uh, A.J. on that time. Did it put the ball up only where his guy could go, and Dapkus does have a pretty good jumping ability, 5'11", and did a good job of getting one up and getting that ball. So, again, just like Morris did earlier, you got to go get that ball. You can't let it come to you. You know, that is uh, the second time now we've seen him really concentrate on the ball and go back and get it. That other one was down here off to a right in the corner of the end zone that he just about snagged that. Yeah, just one of multiple freshmen that are just playing lights out this uh, season so far. And if you recall, he didn't play much to begin of the season because uh, he didn't need to. We had quite a bit of other players, but he slowly each week has shown that, hey, Coach, you know, I might be one of the best players on the team, and it's hard to argue that he's not. So Southern Boone has their first lead. They have a 14-7 lead, and Salter will have it teed up here. Onside kick again. He will approach it, and it will be another onside kick, and it's going to oh. get out of bounds. I think just. he caught it right before he went out of bounds. So, Oh, you're right. Yeah, which uh, gave us an extra five yards, but either way, you're not going to complain. You just want to make sure that the other team doesn't have a chance to get that ball. I think that's what he was thinking. But, yeah, definitely, again, you can tell by the angle where he's setting up it was going to be an onside kick before he even started running to the ball. And uh, we've done that a few times this year. Hey, if they broke, don't fix it. And as far as I know, I don't recall that, you know, I guess number 11 probably has the ability to return all the way. But for the most part, we've not, uh, we've not challenged them at all. So, Huff? Huffman will be in shotgun. He'll have some pressure. He's got to unload it. He oh. did get it to his receiver. That's Wallace. He makes a couple men miss before he is planted near the 50-yard line, left his feet, and he was upended on his head. He'll yeah. bounce up and be A-OK. What an absolute perfect play call by the Spartans coaching staff that time. They, they had a called screen pass. Jennings was coming in, and so Wallace had nobody. And, again, that's at least the third or fourth time we've seen Huffman throw a perfect pass with the other with an eagle helmet right in his chest so um, 
hats off to him. Again, great play call by, by the coach. So that's got to make Coach Garris, okay, well, do I, you know, maybe I don't blitz next time you know, because of that play so call. Huffman will take the snap here, keeping himself ball on the 49-yard line. He's driven back. Yeah. As you hear the home crowd wanting a flag there as the yeah, pile got well, pushed over. Yeah, the whistle didn't come. That's what happens. So, anyway. And the pile just kind of fell over. It, it kind of fell over, yeah. <laughs> but uh, great job. Uh, uh, Jonah Wall did a great job in there getting some good penetration. And, of course, our linebackers all season, Taylor and, and, and Mange in the, in the middle there, did a good job coming up and uh, making that play for uh, no gain. So to bring up a second and 10 ball to 49-yard line of Moberly. Huffman in shotgun. He'll get the snap. He'll give it off to Wallace, oh. who was in the backfield. Makes two men miss. Cross the 50, cross the 45. He'll be shoved out near the 40-yard line. He will pick up. Looks like 10 yards. He needed 10. He'll pick up. Yeah, I think we're going to see a lot more number 11 the, the rest of this game because uh, he, he clearly has the ability to make something happen. So basically, it's just a you know, pitch handoff to get him outside and uh, Manuel, Manuel came up, got a hand on his shoestrings, but did not get there, and he got outside of him, and then he made the second person miss. So just a really good job of getting outside. So seeing some good play calls by the Spartan uh, offensive coaching staff here. So Huffman will drop back looking far side. That's Wallace. He'll get the pass. There's a flag down as he will get through oh. the first wave. Now he'll be thrown back again. So his poor forward progress will get him about eight yards, but we'll check yeah. the flag. Yeah, I'm perfectly fine if them uh, going to a number 11 with Salter on him. And because Salter, so far, he's uh, pretty much undefeated on defending that pass play, keeping to basically no gain, no yards after catch. Yeah, Salter tripped him up and enough to wait for the Calvary to get there. Yeah. He, he didn't have the uh, a tackle, but he slowed the progress down again yep. for the rest of the team to get there. So legal yeah. procedure or uh, – False start uh, procedure, yeah. something, yeah. I think it was actually a, a formation. Yeah, I think legal so too. Formation. It, it I'll get it right in a minute. Yeah, it didn't look quite right to me, so I think that's the right call. But uh, again, not much of a pass rush that time, so we're kind of staying back a little bit. Didn't blitz any linebackers, and uh, so a nice little call there. So ball so. will be on the 46-yard line. Don't forget if you're trying to tune in to Hallsville football, they're on our sister channel, Show Me Sports Network One or SMSN One. They're pregame underway over there as they are at Centralia. Facing the Centralia Panthers. Huffman will uh, keep it himself as he will take it up the middle. Boy, he put that in the belly of Wallace a whole lot of way and then pulled it back out. There's a flag flag come in. I Uh, bet that's going to be a late hit. Probably. Personal foul. Well, that time our defense did a good job. Uh, Coach Garris had uh, all of his linebackers up hitting hard. And uh, they did. Oh, there's a flag on the sidelines. That that is. That's against a player. That is a player. That drives. If you're a coach, you have no hair left at this point because it's turned gray and it's fallen out because that is a player who said the magic word that was not involved with anything to do with that play. Oh, So man. personal foul. Were both flags against them? No, I think so. I, did, I, thought, uh, I thought we had one and they had one. And that guy's not even on. Oh, there he is. He's a senior. He's got two numbers. All right, he well, knows thank the magic you. Word. We'll take that to... Free stuff there, but what I was going to say is, uh, did a good job. Coach Garris sent the house on that. They all did a really good job of, of wrapping up. If if he would have got through, he he had just a he could he had one layer to get through, and he would have been gone for for quite a bit. But uh, nice job on the execution there by everyone who came in. Great penetration, clogged that hole up pretty good. And I didn't see what the 
first flag was, but we definitely saw what the second one I, was. Yeah, I thought it was a late hit on us, but whatever it was, it was uh, not good. So dropping back, throwing it up for Wallace. Man on man, he'll oh. get away with a shove on Salter. He'll break free as he will be at the 10. He'll be tracked down, pushed out at the 5. You see the sidelines for Southern Boone is livid that there was no offensive pass interference there. Yeah, I, I, I think what, what happened was my take. Salter slowed down when he turned around, and they kind of bumped into each other. But that brief second gave Salter didn't get turn, his head turned around quick enough, and that gave Wallace a good chance to get kind of a break to go for the ball. So good job by Wallace going after the ball. I'm fine with the no call personally, but you know how I am. Uh, you know, let him play. But uh, nice play. Good. Not much pass rush. So, again, good job by the quarterback. And that time he didn't overthrow him with no pass rush. So that'll be first and goal at the three-yard line. Under a minute to go. As they'll give it to Wallace, he's trying to work his way in. He will be in there for the three-yard touchdown. Yeah. Like I thought we would see, we would see a lot of number 11, a lot of Wallace in that series, and we certainly did. We saw him on the big play. We saw him on the, the flat out. We saw him on the sweep to the right. So we saw him at least four or five times on that series, and I expect we're going to see that now. And now it's time when, when you get to this point in the game and you got a close game, you, you ride, you got to ride your studs um, to the win. So on the try, the PAT looks like kick is good, and it is, and we are tied. Well, at just 14 like we thought 14. this would be, though, didn't we? We thought it'd be a pretty evenly matched. So I'd be. You know, 50-50 game at worst, and that's certainly what we have here. That goes as a six-play, 63-yard drive. That comes with 48 seconds left to go here in this third quarter. We only had one score in the first half. We've had three here in the second half. Quite the uh, excitement here. But, uh, yeah, it looks like some coaches have done some good job. Definitely, I think, for Mobley, it's getting number 11 more involved in the game. Um, he like, He's special. He can make a lot happen. And on that conversion or that touchdown play there, they just uh, simple rod of blocker from pulled from left to the right. And he, got, he did a good job getting behind them and had a nice little hole. So their line does a pretty good job for what they try to do. They, they keep it pretty, pretty basic. They don't do a lot of splits on defense. Or stunts on defense and blitzing. So, Adapkis and Morris will be deep to receive the kick. They're not kicking this deep. From land. They will, they will kick it deep as Morris will take it at his own 15. He will take it up the middle and still on his feet, yeah, but, but not still, much I, there. I wouldn't want to kick it to Morris either if I'm, you know, because Morris has certainly showed the heat what he can do with the ball. So I was expecting kind of a squib, but hey. We'll take it. Yeah, good field position. I'm very happy anytime Morris has the ball in his hands. Very happy whenever Dapkus has the ball in his hands and bowls and and pretty, pretty much you know Taylor as well. He's shown some ability to do some stuff. Bassnet McKee. Well, Southern Boone 14, Moberly 14. As we are tied here, the waning minutes of this third quarter. As there's going to be five free yards for Southern Boone. As defense a little antsy get across the ball, yeah, so bring up first and five. Evans that time to change the snap count out. We've talked about that a lot this season. It's good to change the snap count up from time to time. That, tip, that uh, tends to slow down the defensive line especially. So now it's a first and five ball at the 
39-yard line of Southern Boone. 40 seconds on the clock here left in this third quarter. Again, tied at 14 apiece. Two receivers on the near side. They'll have a wing up top. As they'll give it to Dapkis, he'll try to work his magic to the far side. He'll have no gain on the play. Just a fabulous play there by the defensive lineman. Got shed the blocker. That's number 64. Yeah, you know, we had we had known that coming into the game that uh, they had a couple of pretty good linemen, number 58 being one of them. But 64 has really impressed me well tonight. He's uh, doing a really good job of uh, getting in there and wrapping up really well. So second and five here again, ball at the 39-yard line. Southern Boone has four on the game clock here in the third quarter, too. They'll get the snap off. Evans looks near side. Now he's going to have to tuck it. He'll roll to the near side here. He'll get that arm cocked, ready to look downfield. He'll throw it, and it is caught. No, it is dropped. He was trying to hit McKee with it. Looked like he had it, but had a helmet of a Moberly player between that, him and the ball, and he could not come down with it. Yeah, Evans did a great job. We had some pass rush coming from our left side. He did a good job rolling out to left, and, of course, that's awesome for him because he's a left-handed quarterback. Beautiful pass, nice and high, in between two defenders, right to McKee. McKee did a good job again, jumping up and getting up after the ball at its high point. But good defense by the Spartans there to converge and to knock the ball out of his hands. So good play. Looks like we got a voice might got banged up there. He was grabbing his ankle, but uh, Aiden Young's come back in to take his spot or shuffle things around. So that pass goes incomplete as we'll just keep it right here. Don't forget, uh, we archive all of our games. If you miss part of our broadcast, we archive them anywhere you can find podcasts. You can find our game broadcasts. Also, Working on getting them archived on YouTube. It just takes a uh, long process. Uh, but anywhere you can find podcasts, you can uh, catch those. Just search for the Show Me Sports Network. We're also on social media, on Facebook and uh, Twitter. You can just search for the Show Me Sports Network and YouTube. You can find us there, Show Me Sports Network. Give our page a uh, click the little subscription button, click the little notification button so you know when we post stuff. That's some big things planned here in the future. So it'll bring up a third and five for Southern Boone as Evans will be in shotgun formation. He'll send McKee in motion. It'll be third and five. He'll get the snap, fake the handoff to Dapkis. He's rolling to his far side, looking downfield. Had to go up and get it and does so. That is Bassnett. What a great throw. What a great catch. So that time again, a little bit better on the pass protection, but still got through there and and he just chucked it with everything he had. And, again, he's throwing the ball nice at the high point. He's not throwing the ball where the defenders are. And that time, Bassett did just like McKee. Great job of getting up high, getting the ball at the high point, and did a fabulous job of holding on to the ball. Great 15, execution. 15-yard completion there moves the chains. And dropping back again, quick pass off. And is into the hands of... Morris. Morris, and he'll have, what, about three yards? Yeah, quick yards pass there. out to the left that time, and that time for once uh, the defense did a good job, and Morris was unable. I guess that Crisco has been wearing off a little bit. But a uh, nice, good, quick pass. Um, I, I love this quick passing game. I think it fits our guys really well, helps out our offensive linemen who have had some struggles from time to time with the pass rush. So second and seven, he gains three yards. And dropping back is Evans. He looks near side, now looks far side. Now he'll roll to the far side. He'll keep it himself. He's got two or three yards. Now he'll push forward and be out near the first down marker. Yeah, great job, Evans, that time. 
You know, we saw some pass rush coming up on the left-hand side like we've seen most of the night. He did a fabulous job of splitting those two. Then he saw that he had some green green space, and then looked like McKee did a good job peeling back to get a block as well to get him another extra five or seven yards. So great team play, great job by Evans, knowing when to run the ball again. He can run the ball all day like that if he chooses to. He doesn't always choose to because he, he has some really dynamic wide receivers. But that time, he gave the, he, he took what the defense could gave him. He needed seven yards. He picks up eight. It'll move the chains. As it'll be a new set of downs, he'll get the shotgun snap rolling near side. Looking down, it'll be off the hands Ooh. and almost in, in intercepted off the hands of Bowles. A little too strong for him. He, that one looked like he might have been going for Taylor on the second level there, possibly. Uh, because the ball was thrown with some gusto. But uh, much better job. Offensive line did a really good job pass blocking that time. So, hey, Ninsley, uh, Owen, let's see, uh, Jonah Wall, Justin Post, and uh, right side would have been, I guess, Aiden Young as well. want to give him some props. Can't give his sister all the props. Second and ten as dropping back is Evans. He's looking near side as off the hands of McKee. Threw that pass a little too low. All right, so it looks like Mobley's getting a little bit tired out there chasing uh, A.J. around, so our offensive line's doing a good job of picking up their blocks, so they're stepping up. But unfortunately, those last two pass plays, the ball seems to be a little bit too hard, thrown too hard for the wide receivers. So I'll bring up a third and ten again, ball at the 34-yard line. That is the Moberly 34-yard line. Evans will split off Bowles to the far side. He looks that way, dropping back, has a guy in his face. He will get the screen pass off to Morris as he will pick up uh, short yardage, maybe about four before he's pushed out of bounds. Yeah, design screen the whole way. We saw that pass play, I guess, in the first half where we run Morris from our right side, screen to pass. You get the ball to him. He runs a straight slant straight across the middle and – did a good job, well executed that time. Uh, only got the five yards, though. So we'll bring up a fourth, and we'll say fourth and six at the 30. Here the crowd get into it a little bit as all receivers here, empty backfield. Evans is going to have to keep it himself, step up in the pocket. He'll throw a bullet. It's going to be caught. Diving grab there. Is that McKee? Yeah, one saying no, one saying yes. Incomplete. Oh, wow. Overruled one to the other, and they say incomplete. Yeah, good job on the pass blocking that time by the offensive line. They really stepped it up on that series, so good job to the offensive lineman. Gave him some more time when the pass rush did come kind of late. He just stepped up in the middle of the pocket, and he had the choice to run it, but he uh, he saw his wide receiver pretty wide open and just tried to throw a dart to him. And uh, unfortunately, this window jam was in my way, so I didn't quite see. <laughs> you know, he caught it very low to the ground there, and I would like to uh, have the catch, but I can't argue either way because I can't tell you if he had the it or The side not. judge was very confident in calling it off, and uh, they worked well together. So handoff will go to St. Clair's. Oh. He's got 10 yards. He's tripped up there. He'll pick up about 13. Yeah, he did a good job. Their offensive line did a really good job of blocking that initial defensive line. Got a nice little hole. Again, their offensive line likes a little bit wider line splits. That means they got more space in between each other. We run about a one-foot line splits on our side, their side. They're a good two, two and a half. So if you can get the initial block on the lineman, defensive lineman, you generally can get a good little gap there, and that time they did. So a new set of downs here will be first and ten ball on the 40. 
three-yard line of Moberly. Huffman will get the snap, but it's going to be a penalty here. Yeah, right guard was really quick. He also was lined up pretty close to the line of scrimmage. They normally are good about as far back as you can get without getting called for uh, illegal formation. So now it'll be first and 15, ball backed up at the 38-yard line. 9.26 left to go here in regulation. Again, 14-14 to 14 score. You saw me kind of look out the window at the scoreboard, didn't you? Yeah, clock continues. It does start now as they put the ball down and wind the clock as 9.14 now and counting. In first and 15, Huffman will be in shotgun. He'll have two receivers down low. One of those is Wallace. As rolling near side is Huffman. He's looking downfield. He's going to have to keep it himself. He'll be tripped up as tripping him up is Taylor. Yeah, Else. great job by the defensive line that time. Inslee got in there and caused the quarterback to roll to his left, which, again, he's a right-hand quarterback, so that's not desirable. And then Taylor did a good job of keeping after, staying after it, and I was, wasn't sure if he was going to be able to get to him. He did a good job of getting wrapped up and causing the, the no gain or maybe a loss of one pause. No, no gain. So good job of the defense. Good job of the secondary. Did a good job of locking on the wide receivers. Uh, we haven't seen number 11 for a bit, so uh, we'd be surprised if they do something special to get him involved Wallace, in the game again. Wallace will be down here on the bottom of the screen. They'll give it to St. Clair as he makes the Ugh. first wave miss as he is going to pick up about 10 yards there. Yeah, nice little play call that time by the Spartans. They did a good job of calling the play opposite from where the Blitz was. Blitz was going to their left. They ran to the right. And once he got past that first line of defense there, like you said, if you can make that first man-on-man block, there's usually some space to run. So third and five here. Again, clock nearing 7.50 to go in this fourth quarter. Tied 14-14. They'll throw it to Wallace. He's got the first down and uh. more. He makes one man miss. He's across the 30 before he's tripped up. Big play there. It'll move the chains. Yeah, as we expected, they got they get the ball to your best uh, player. And if that's a wide receiver, that's usually a quick out, especially if you're noticing the defender is giving him some good cushion, which I don't blame him. And that time, uh, McKee just did not, could not take him down on that first tackle. And Wallace did a good job of getting a good, what, 15, 20 yards out of that? Yeah, picks up 15 on the play. It'll bring up a new set of downs here. Moberly continuing to work upfield. Ball on the 27-yard line. Huffman will get the shotgun snap. He'll give it off to St. Uh, Clair. He will bob and weave, cut inside. He'll pick up... Uh, Enough for the first down. Ball will be on the 15. Yeah, very impressive by, impressed by the offensive line uh, on this series. They're doing a really good job of getting that initial block done. They're staying on their man. And the plays are quick enough to where they don't need to keep a long block. Um, our guys are coming really hard and aggressive, and they're just basically blocking us out of the play. So good run call, just a simple dive at the middle, and did a good job getting to the second level as quick as possible. Be a good time here for the defense to get a turnover. So it'll be first and 10 ball at the 16-yard line. Huffman is in shotgun. Two receivers down low. He'll keep it himself as he is not going to get anywhere with it. Taylor leading the charge there to throw him for a short gain. Yeah, but started that play that time was Noah Rice. He uh, started lined up a little bit far to the right, and he adjusted down to the middle there. And basically he got in there pretty quickly and it took a couple guys, uh, a couple blockers, and then Taylor was coming hard and just wrapped up and took that play down. So... Um, if Spartans have a screen pass in their playbook, now would probably be a good time to see it. We have a one of our guys. Yeah, down, official yeah. timeout here is one of the 
Eagles is down on the play. Can't tell who that is other than he's got black socks on. Yeah. I'm not seeing number two walking off, so is that Taylor? Very well, could be. We'll take a quick break here and be back as uh, you're listening to exclusive coverage of Southern Boone County football here on the home of the Eagles, the Show Me Sports Network. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! So that was Ben Taylor, who was the injured eagle on the play. He is going to walk off very gingerly with some help as he is definitely in some pain over there as he's walking off to the sidelines. Not sure what it was, but as I said, he is walking very, very gingerly. And the way he's a couple of steps looked up at the sky, I think he's in a lot of pain over there. So he will exit the ball game here for a bit at least. As Huffman will get the shotgun snap, he'll give it to St. Clair. As he will get stretched out, he'll be short of the first down marker. Somebody got him by the shoestring, wouldn't let go. I think that was that post to get in on there. Or, or yeah, I, yeah. Again, good job. We got a little bit of good penetration that time. Um, we are definitely hitting our guys really hard into those holes. And uh, just good job by the in, interior up lineman. That might have been young, possibly. They were trying to run to their left side off guard between guard and tackle, and I believe Aiden Young got it in there and, and got his hand on the uh, shoes of the running back. So third and five now for the Spartans as ball on the 11-yard line. Huffman will get the snap. He'll fake the handoff looking to the end zone. He overthrew oh. his wide-open receiver. That was a for-sure touchdown, and he just air-mailed it over the head of everybody. Yeah, that was, he was wide open and nobody in there. Uh, just a little on the high side, but he didn't have any pass rush, so we have seen that tonight. No pass rush. He can throw the ball a little on the high side, but nice, good play call there. Uh, they've been running the ball really well. So fourth down and five here. We'll see what they got. Uh, if I'm the Spartans, I'm getting the ball into number 11. So fourth and five, ball on the 11-yard line. Looks like we got Salter lined up against them, so that's our preferred matchup. As they'll throw over that way, that one way off target and incomplete turnover on downs. Yep, uh, they basically tried to get the ball to their best player, number 11, and I don't know if he, who, what happened. Either the quarterback threw the wrong pass or the number 11, Wallace, ran the, the wrong route. Either way, um, he, he threw the ball to the out, more toward the, the corner, and uh, Wallace ran more of a slant that time, and I would think the slant was probably the right play call. You only needed to get five yards. You didn't have to get to the own zone. So uh, the slant would have been the safer call. So great job on the defense that time. Great job defensive line. Kind of slowing things down. So let's see if we can't win this game right here. Southern Boone's got to go 89 yards. Have 539 left to work with. Quick pass off to the far side with it as it'll be complete. That's Morris makes the first wave miss. He'll be tripped up about the 15, so he'll pick up about four yards. Yeah, quick pass to the flat to to Morris on our left hand left hand side. He did a good job catching it, and Moberly did a really good job. I thought McKee did a good job getting out there, but.
but their defender did a good job of breaking McKee's block to tackle Morris for basically no yards after catch. So second and six now as ball on the 15-yard line. Evans will get the shotgun snap, dropping back. He's going to look across the middle. Has Jennings. He's got the first down. Breaks across the 30, the 40. He'll be upended at the 45. Offensive line stepping up there. They did a good job of getting their uh, pass rush taken care of. That gave A.J. plenty of time to throw the ball, like a little uh, post pattern in the middle. Jennings again. All of our wide receivers are doing a really good job of getting to the ball first. They're not letting the ball come to them, and, Good job uh, yards after the catch. So nice play. A.J. is really throwing the ball very, very well tonight. That goes for 31 yards. Empty backfield, four receivers up top, one down low. Quick pass off. Double pass. As they're going to try the double pass downfield. Has a receiver wide open. That's Dapkis. He's got it at the 20, the 15, 10, 5. Give it to him. He will be in there for the touchdown. He takes it to the house. What a hell of a call that time. Uh, that time they, they had number nine, I uh, forget the guy's name, St. Clair, was blitzing off our right edge. Who cares? Quick call, quick pass out to the flat left-hand side. The receiver was behind the throw, so you knew it was going to be a, at least a chance for a double pass. And great pass, great concentration again from Dapkis. We have a freshman that's out there that probably seemed like it would take five seconds for the ball to get there. He did a good job of catching the ball. Was that Morris again that threw that? Was that Morris on the pass? I think so. I think so. it was. If it is, Morris is two for two for 100. No, for uh, he's two for two for 98 yards in the passing department this season. That's, That's pretty, pretty good. Pretty good average. Oh, low, low snap. Kick is up. Kick oh. is going to be blocked. Well, all right. Defense. Got time to step it up here. But uh, what a great, great drive, great play calls. Uh, Ross, this is an absolute great play call that time, great time to call it. Uh, again, as you said, Dapkis had a good five yards on, on the person. And talk about the strategy side of things, setting things up. You know, you run that five and out to the flat to Morris four or five times tonight. Most of the time you get 10, 15 yards out of it. Then you do it hit to him, and the defenders, they don't have the angle to know whether or not the ball is, is thrown backwards or not, so they're coming hard. Safety's coming hard, and oh, my gosh, there goes the ball over your head. So great play call, great execution by everyone involved. Um, so, all right, so defense. We have to see what Coach Garris calls up this time. Um, it's been pretty challenging. Um, my my only complaint to that is they scored they score too they fast. Score too fast. They scored in you three plays. That. But, yeah, but you got to take the score when you can. So. Absolutely. But we, we know number 11 is their best option. And, uh, again, I like it when Salter's against him. Uh, we'll see what they have called play in the plays uh, in this next series. So definitely want to thank everybody for listening to us tonight. I believe this is a, is this a record number for us. Pretty, pretty close. 85 listeners we've got as that ball is going to take a couple bounces and end up in the end zone as Salter sends that one All into right. the blue end zone. Good kick on Salt at that time. I got it into the end zone and it's toward, toward the left hand side. So, no chance for them to do much return game wise. So, they got to go to 80 yards, but there's plenty of time in the game. Four minutes, 30 seconds. Both teams got three timeouts. So, don't you just love this sport of high school football? Boy, if you haven't uh, been close to a cardiac arrest in this game, then you're not watching the same game I am. Let me check my 
<laughs> my, my Apple Watch for my beats per minute, and it's still actually pretty decent. Southern Boone leading 20-14 to 14 as Huffman will drop back at his own 20. He's going to pitch it down to Wallace. He'll have five oh. yards cut outside. He'll be uh, tripped up across the 30, so he'll pick up about 30, or he'll pick up about 13, 14 yards. Yeah, I, we mentioned uh, on the previous series by Moberly whether or not they have a, a good screen call. That was, that was a great time to call it up. Um, our, our guys were, were teed off and ready to go after the quarterback. So good play call by the Spartans. Uh, pretty fortunate that they only got 14 out of it. So new set of downs here. Ball to 34 at the 34-yard uh, line as they'll give it. And straight up the middle with it is St. Clair. He's made uh. a couple men miss. He's got 15, 20s across midfield. Still on his feet as he will pick up good yardage there. Moves the chains. Here the crowd wanted a penalty for a late shove there at the end. Yeah, good good job of the refs keeping their flags in, in their pockets that time. So nothing special, just kind of a, a counter-dive action play going there, isolating to the right-hand side. And like we've seen all night, we've done a pretty good job on the initial penetration, clogging things up. But they've done a, those, their backs have done a great job, both Boots and St. Clair have done a great job of cutting that back, cutting that ball up into the middle of the field and getting some good runs out of that. So well-executed play by the Spartans on their run game. On the Southern Moon 45 as Huffman is having a roll to the far side, looking in the middle of the field as pass will be incomplete. He just left his receiver out to dry, so he'll get up and be okay. But Yeah. So, yeah, they're, they're tied in. He's a pretty good blocker. I'll give him that. But uh, anyway, uh, so they tried to roll, do a little bit of a mini rollout to the right, and then he threw back across to the middle. Dangerous throw whenever you're going cross your body back into the middle, but uh, it was a good throw. It was right there on him, just uh, just not caught by the wide receiver. Clock stopped, 348 left to go in the game. Southern Moon has the 2014 lead. Huffman will be in shotgun, has two receivers at the top of the plague, and going right to left as you listen. They'll give it off to their uh, back in, in St. Clair, and he will have 10 yards. They'll move the chains. Yeah, great block by number 63 on the left-hand side. We we stunted the guy, blitzed the guy really hard, and he just took him out of the play. And, again, St. Clair does a fabulous job of picking what where the right hole is. So their offensive line has been playing pretty well tonight. They do a really good job of getting that initial one-on-one block done to give their uh, running backs a pretty good gap. So I think Garris is going to have to call something up uh, special here with the blitzing, but with not having Taylor in there right now, that middle linebacker. So Huffman will look the far side. He'll throw it off to Wallace. Good conversion and tackle there for the defense as getting up. Who was that? Is that Jennings on the tackle? I maybe? think so. Yeah, good job on the uh, Spartans. They went really quick. They went on a quick snap that time and uh, did a good job of uh, getting the ball out to get it to Wallace. Uh, he got five yards, four yards pickup. But, again, good job on the tackle. Second and six ball at the 31-yard line. Again, Southern Boone leading 20-14 to 14 as we're under 2.50 to go here in the ball game. Huffman will get the snap. He'll give it off to Wallace on the far side. He's working here to the near side. He cuts back. Ugh. He was uh, shooting through there. He'll be stood up near the down marker. We'll see where they spot him. Looked like he was dead to rights in the backfield, yeah. but somehow squirted he out. He was trying to get it get outside. It was well covered. Jennings did a good job getting there. Some other guys did a good job getting there, but you know that Wallace, he is special. He has the ability to kind of cut things back, and that's what he did there. So that's uh, at least twice now they try to get the ball to him. I wouldn't be surprised to, 
Well, here I think they'll probably do an inside run with St. Clair. Third and one here. As Huffman will get the snap, he'll give it off to St. Clair. He stutter steps, tries to work outside. He's cut down. Michaela Manuel comes through and cuts him down for no gain. Well, like we said all night, what we normally see, we see that clogging of the run lane by the Eagles doing a good job, and their guys normally will cut that ball back inside. This time St. Clair decided to take it outside, and Manuel did an awesome job of wrapping up and giving him a yard loss. So we got fourth down and one. Wouldn't be half surprised if they go overload on the offensive line. That worked really well for them early in the game. Uh, maybe do a quarterback sneak. Or if they are wide receiver, can get on the same page with the quarterback or vice versa, a quick throw to Wallace in the flat, too, would be kind of the two plays I would expect to see from them this, at this point in the game. This upcoming play here, this is the biggest this play the of the season for both these two teams. As 1.59 left on the clock, it is a 20-14 score in favor of Southern Boone County. They did trail to start the game and then were able to uh, score, missed the extra point. Well, they missed it, but there was a flag, so they went for two. <clears throat> so they trailed 7-6. to six. Then they were able to regain the take the lead. It was tied up, and they were able to regain the lead. So fourth yep. and overloaded offensive line. Fourth and two. Huffman in shotgun. He has Wallace back there. They'll give it to him. He's trying to stretch it out. He's got the first down. Breaks a tackle. Still on his feet. He'll be on the end zone. Five touchdown. He takes it from 27 yards out. Yeah, overloaded line that time. They had their extra offensive lineman lined up on the left hand side. They had the tight end, who's a good blocker, um, lined up at a wing. And basically, they had two split backs. They had Wallace in there at the back. We haven't seen him a lot in the backfield, but that time, hand the ball off to your best uh, player, and that's what they did. And he got in there. He, he had the first down pretty easily and did a good job on the yards after uh, contact. So we are tied at 20 apiece. Snap is down. Kick is up. Kick is good. That gives the one-point lead. Back to Moberly. Oh, what a great game. Oh, well, off the line. This guy, I think they're the key to this uh, last drive here. They did a good job of picking up the pass rush. Um, I don't think we'll see too many runs. We'll, I think we'll see a couple. I think we're going to try to get the ball to Dapkis's hand, Morris's hand. Again, when you get to this point in the game in the season, where you have one last uh, series, or you, you win or go win or go home, so it's uh, get the ball in the hands of your best players. So Moberly takes the twenty-one to twenty lead as they score on a twenty-seven-yard touchdown run by Wallace. The PAT was good. As Southern Boone will get it back, a minute fifty-one left on the clock. They trail by one, 21 to 20. I'll be shocked if they kick it to either one of those guys, but hey, do it. Land has it teed up. He steps off the steps. He'll approach it, and he'll get well under that kick as that'll be taken by one of the upmen at the 25. As Salter. working on the far side, yeah, it's Salter with it, so he will. I thought for a second he was putting his hand up for a fair I thought he catch. Was too. Yeah. So good thing they didn't get an extra five yards after that. So, okay, 35, 34-yard line. 
We got plenty of time. We got uh, three timeouts left, so hopefully our our players have done a really good job all season, knowing how much time well, we got timeouts. So you can definitely get out of bounds, or you can get upfield if you have the space. So either way. So they'll have an empty backfield here as Evans will be in shotgun. They'll quick pass it off to Morris, who will go get it. Did a little screen pass. Makes the first man miss. He uh, steps out of the tackle the second one. He'll pick up uh, about eight yards Well, Moberly's only only rushing three guys this time, so they're playing more of a prevent. Thank you so much. Uh, our offensive line really appreciates that. They can block the three of you, no problem. But, again, quick pass to Morris, one of our better wide receivers, and uh, – Gets eight yards on the carry. Good blocking by the wideouts, uh, Bassnet and uh, McKee. McKee especially on that one did a good job, as did Jennings. Again, five wide receivers. Evans drops back looking upfield. He's going to roll to the far side. He will throw it in traffic to McKee. He's got the first down. He picks up nearly 15. Again, three rushers. Mobley's got to put more pass rush on Evans. He had all day to pass the ball. He did a little bit of roll out to the left. And this threw an absolute missile to uh, to the wide receiver that time. Again, empty backfield. Evans in shotgun. He'll get the snap looking downfield. Has some pressure. He's going to revert, roll to the far side. He will look downfield. He's going to throw it up towards the end zone and overthrew everybody. Yeah, good no call that time. I know the wide receivers are hoping for something, but that time they did send a fourth guy. I think they're going to have to send multiple men. Uh, they're also getting some rotation in on the defensive line, which they're going to have to do. Uh, they got to put pressure. I keep. They cannot just sit back there and only uh, rush three guys. So Evans, great job of getting some more time. And, again, he didn't try to make too much out of it. He threw the ball where he needed to go to, and that was a great decision. Still plenty of time left on the game, 45 seconds, three timeouts. So I wouldn't be surprised to see something over the middle this time. So second and ten here as they'll have four receivers down low looking like maybe they're going to do a little screen pass now. Evans is running for his life. He's going to chuck it out of bounds as he had to get rid of it. That'll bring up a third down. There's a flag, though. What? Oh. Did they call Evans on that? I think he might have been short of the line of scrimmage. So that's a spot foul. Yep. Oh, man. That's tough. But tough judge, call. That, but we're within a half a yard or so yeah, of that going close. either way. It was close. But, uh, yeah, that time uh, – it did appear that we were trying to set up the screen pass, but it was well covered by the Spartans that time. So good job on their defensive coaching. So uh, we'll see what we can do here now. We got, uh, well, it doesn't matter. So we got two plays to get uh, 40 yards, 35 yards. We've had a whole, Like you said, yeah. this gives you more space. <laughs> Second and ten, or third and ten, rather, ball. Sorry, it is. Third and 35, timeout called by Moberly. Yeah, Moberly coach didn't quite see what liked what he saw out there. So, uh, But, yeah, Spartans will see what they do here. I kind of expect them only to send three, and this time I don't really blame them because uh, he's got two plays to get the 35 yards. So I would expect us a three, three-man rush. The screen's not going to work out too well. I think everything is going to be deep. I think we need to do our best to try to get that 10-yard out. Uh, pattern, you know we got the we still got three timeouts, so you can throw the ball over the middle. Um, so did Taylor make it back out there, or is he still out? I have not seen him return to the field. I have not either. So Taylor's been really good over the middle. Jennings has been really good over the middle. 
Um, I think we're going to have something over the middle in that 15-yard depth range to make it a little bit more manageable on fourth down. Be lucky if I have much voice left tomorrow. Yeah. With all the other football I get to watch, it might be rather quiet. Yeah. So this will bring up a third and very long. Like you were saying, it doesn't really matter at this point. They've got two downs to get the 35 yards, but they've got a total of 38 seconds to find their way to the end zone. This ball's on the 35-yard line, their own 35-yard line. I like Dapkus on a wheel route, maybe. So Dapkus will be in the backfield as Evans will take the shotgun snap. Has three receivers here on the near side. He's going to dance around now. He's going to roll here to the near side. He's going to throw it up, and it's going to go out of bounds. Yeah. He didn't have much. He had a little bit of pass rust. They only sent three guys again. So, you know, this is where the game, our offensive line needs to do a little bit better job on the pass rush. So he uh, could, Evans couldn't really get his feet set. Um, I would have liked to see Dapkus do more of a wheel route that time. He kind of did a little bit more of a kind of a relief uh, valve-like route just at the line of scrimmage on the left-hand side. But let's see if we can get him a little downfield. So this, this time they're definitely playing deep. They got Wallace back about 20 yards. Uh, timeout called Boer, so that's a good call for the timeout. 30 seconds. You only get this one chance on fourth down to make the play work. So... Spartans are set up in a prevent. They got their best player, Wallace, back about 20, 25 yards, as you would normally would expect. I would imagine they're going to be probably in a cover four set where they got four guys that are a good 10, 15 yards back, if not further. Um, I expect them to only blitz three, maybe have the fourth guy set up as a spy because, as, we, as we've seen, Evans can take off and run the ball himself. But I think if, uh, if you're a Spartan fan, you'd be okay if Evans took off running because 35 yards, especially when you're already 10 yards deep in the pocket, that's a lot of room to run. You know, right now uh, I would love to see the hook and ladder play. Hook and ladder? Yeah. I doubt we will, but that's if I was calling the plays, that's what I would dial up is a hook and ladder. So it's fourth and it doesn't at this point really matter. It's fourth and 30, they say 33, but – They've got to get to at least the 32-yard line of Moberly. Right now, ball is on the 35-yard line of Southern Boone. They'll have three receivers down low, one up top. Looking downfield is Evans. He's got to be flushed out of the pocket, roll to the far side. He's going to get set, look downfield. He's going to throw it up for grabs. It'll be tipped and intercepted. Moberly will take it the other way as it is intercepted by Brett Galena. Yeah, great defense that time. They had, again, cover four. All four of their uh, defensive backs were, were really far back. The safeties were really far back. They did rush four, which uh, good job, good call by their coaches because their four linemen have gotten a really good pass rush against us all night. So they had no problem covering our guys with seven deep, and uh, they made Evans kind of move a little bit. Evans did, gave it a good try, threw the ball deep, got the ball close to where it needed to be. But uh, great defense by Moberly. So Huffman will be up under center. He'll take the snap. He'll take a knee. Uh, they call the timeout. I kind of remember this happening to us last week. You're not going to affect the game, but oh well. You still do it. It's it's textbook. You pretty much it's like the law. You have to use all your timeouts no matter what, even if in theory the odds of winning is pretty slim. But good job. But uh, what a great game. 
evenly matched game. We've had had these so much this year. Uh, great job by the Eagles uh, with the new coaching staff. Uh, I love our new coaching staff. Cross, uh, I think, is doing a great job. Coach Tracy's doing a fabulous job moving into the role of athletic director. You can tell he's pretty happy doing that. So uh, I like the future. we got a lot of juniors going to be coming back. And hats off to Mobley, especially to their defensive line. Their four guys did a fabulous job of causing some trouble. Well, you heard the whistle there. That takes us to a final as the ticket has been punched for Moberly as they will move on to play in the district championship as they get the 21-20 win over Southern Boone County. Just barely squeaked by, but it shows just how important those extra points extra points are yeah so we'll take a quick break here we'll get into our post game show as you're listening to exclusive coverage of southern moo county eagles football on the home of eagles athletics the show me sports network you've been listening to southern moo county eagles football on the exclusive home for eagles football the show me sports network Exclusive play-by-play coverage of Southern Boone County Eagles football has been brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, Sawdust Studios, Southern Boone Booster Club, and Zealous WBGT. The biggest and absolute best coverage in Mid-Missouri continues as you're just moments away from the exclusive post-game show. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Southern Boone County Eagles football on the Eagles Radio Network. At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions this is the southern boone county eagles post game show on the exclusive home for eagles football the show me sports network the show me sports network broadcast crew will discuss their thoughts on tonight's game as well as look ahead to the next action for the eagles exclusive post game coverage of southern boone county eagles football is brought to you by avon with michelle carty boone county journal centurion cares eddie goodell society Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC. Last Sentinel Firearms. Retrieving Freedom. Sawdust Studios. Southern Boone Booster Club. And Zealous WBGT. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Southern Boone County Eagles football on the Eagles Radio Network. Now let's go live to the field to the Show Me Sports Network broadcast booth. Well, when it was all said and done, it was just pretty much how we would have scripted it up except maybe having the win column 
the uh, win in a different column for Southern Boone. But we knew it was going to be a close game, and they made it all of that as it comes by a final of 21-20. to Moberly gets the win over Southern Boone. Half the blitz. No wonder they haven't blitzed that much all year. No wonder they haven't done a lot of lineman stunts. So their defensive line, when they needed to, got in the backfield and caused some, some problems. On offense, their offensive line just got just got enough uh, blocks, just got enough opening to, uh, to, to make the play work. So, so yeah, hats off to the, the Hogs. Uh, they don't get much credit. But they do for me, and tonight they did a great, they did a really good job. But uh, so I think that's certainly the difference between the two, uh, the teams tonight. And I also think that you can't forget about how important it is that Mobley plays a lot of bigger schools. So they're used to playing some big, some bigger teams. They play Jefferson City, they play Hannibal, and Hannibal's got you know got a really good team. They play Kirksville, so they play a lot of four A teams that do a good job. So. If you're at the game and listen to us, what you see right now is probably one of the great traditions that uh, the Eagles have is at the end of the games, the the seniors will line up and all the uh, underclassmen will go by one by one. And, uh, shoot, I'm getting tears started right here. But, uh, yeah, it's a fantastic tradition that I'm glad has stayed from uh, Coach Tracy. It is a uh, – it's definitely a sign to be seen and what a great way for – the underclassmen to give the seniors some love, give them some uh, good messages as well, because these uh, these guys they've been they've been brothers out here on the field for several years, and it doesn't matter if it's a freshman that's just coming into the program. A lot of these guys, of course, playing uh, youth sports and other things as well, and knowing each other, and you know it's it's a tough night when, unfortunately, for these seniors, they've wrapped up. For many of them, have wrapped up their football career not just for high school but their career in general and you know we hate to uh, think about those things but all good things must come to an end at some point and you know they've uh, yeah i mean it, had it, a great season nonetheless yeah the law of numbers you know it you're right most of these guys will never touch a football field ever again um you know it's not like you can go and play play a pickup basketball games every sundays at the middle school or wherever everyone's playing in ashland like you can like you can now um, you know, there's no football league for soft like softball has. You know, so this is the hardest sport to be able to play afterwards because it's a uh, you know, it's a hard game to do with with all the you know the pads and stuff. You know, there's the adult flag football leagues. I know Columbia has one, but really, you know, flag football is it's not real football. Um, you know, if you look at a normal football team, you got five guys that are linemen. They have no place out there in the flag football field. So this is awesome. This is this is a good tradition. I know uh, my son really appreciated it when he was coming through. So, anyway. Absolutely. It is something that uh, is always that tough pill to swallow, but it's a great way to send those seniors off. And like we said, uh, we've definitely come to uh, to love the Ashland community and proud to be a part of it. And this is exactly one of those things there. Plus, all the uh, the parents and the, the uh, fans that were at the game here for, for Southern Boone, they're all lined up down as well. Obviously, not quite on the field, yeah. but on the track down there to uh, to give the uh, you know the the positive statements. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. What do you say to your player? Yeah, well, but, you know, next week though, you know, look forward. You know, again, congratulations to Morbley. They played a really good game. Um, coaches, their coaches did a really good job of calling the game. Really good job executing. 
because honestly, you know, they have they have a lot of good, solid players, well coached. Uh, they they're going to get to play uh, Boonville. Um, so Boonville won tonight over Mexico, twenty-seven to thirteen. If you recall, that game was late in the second quarter, was tied at thirteen. So Boonville did a good job. Uh, no surprise. I really thought Boonville would win that. They did have the better athletes and, and so forth in Mexico, uh, better offense. So that should be a pretty good game to watch. Uh, you know, Moberly's tough. Nothing nothing special, nothing fancy. They'll just line up, and their linemen will knock your, knock your heads off. So hats off to them. The only other game I got a score on so far is Blair Oaks and Callaway. Their game just kicked off about a half an hour ago, and as expected, they're up 21 to nothing. So, uh We'll see how they finish up against North Callaway. So, again, yeah, a lot, a lot of learning lessons here. The importance of extra points, the importance of the little things like getting this, the ball snapped correctly, you name it. So, a lot of little things that they can take from this. Um, we got a good, solid program. We got a good, solid coaching staff, um, and we got, uh, we got a lot to build off of. I mean, really, we're going to get a lot of production that comes back next year. You know, we we do have some good, solid seniors that we're going to lose that we're going to lose. You know, start off with uh, Chase Morris, obviously, if you go number three. Then Ben Taylor. Oh, Chase Morris would get Jesus back. Never junior. mind. Taylor, sorry. Taylor was absolute solid at, at middle linebacker and was great at blocking. You know, he got moved in more to a tight end this year, more so than ever. We hadn't run much of a tight end uh, formations at all in the past, and he did a fabulous job of taking on those responsibilities. Salter, I mean, easily our best uh, defender in the secondary Solid at kicking all year. Did a fabulous job. Colepi, um, good, good, good young man. Good positive attitude. Always like to have good people like that on your team. Taylor Mange, next to Taylor in the middle of the linebackers. Just, again, another solid stud. Led the defense and uh, did exactly what was asked of him. Jacob Bowles, of course. We've seen him for a couple years. Good, solid, hard running, running back. Not the fastest guy out there, but he usually almost always falls forward. Definitely a kind of player you want to have on your team. Uh, Braxton High, didn't get to see him very much, but again, nothing but good things I've heard about him and some of the other ones. Uh, Dave Donigan, what can you say about him? you got to feel bad for him. He hurt his knee early in the season, didn't get his senior year, but last we were told he does have a chance to get back to, for wrestling. He's really strong in wrestling. He would have been he would have been a big difference maker for us Absolutely. on our team. Just a solid, solid young man. Um, and then you got uh, Justin Post at center. You know, I call him Mr. Quiet. Dependable. We rarely had a bad snap. He was out there every single play. Played a good amount on defense as well. And uh, just did a, did a really, really good job. Did a lot that was asked for him. And, uh, you know, undersized at only six foot and 175. So he played with a lot of heart. Uh, Kale Nichols got to play quite a bit in the second half of the season. So good job of that young man getting there. Um, if he's the same Nichols as Charlie Nichols a couple of years ago, I, same same character kids. They they keep their head up. They play hard when they ask and they do whatever the coaches ask for them. Uh, the Dave Boyce and Owen Falk both got to play a lot. All Aiden played a whole bunch this year. Offensive line mostly on the left hand side. Did a really good job out there. Uh, was a really our left side was really strong for most of the year. And again, Owen Falk just like. Uh, Mr. Nichols did a good job. Got to play a, quite a bit in the last half of the season whenever we needed to. But, again, we got a lot of good players coming back, so we have a good reason to stay high. Uh, do need to get some numbers out there. So, you know, football is a fantastic, great sport. It's the ultimate team sport. Um, I can't think of another another sport where you need 
lots and lots of people to participate. You know, I think we've all seen in baseball where if you have a really good stud pitcher, you can ride their arm for quite a bit. Basketball, you can ride them quite a bit. But uh, what a great sport football is. And I'm very happy that you all don't hate me doing this. And I appreciate all the good thoughts you've given us throughout Absolutely. this year and last year as well. And um, we'll only get better in our broadcast and so forth. And, uh, you know, I can't promise we won't be cheesy from time to time, <laughs> but uh, that's kind of our personality a little bit, isn't that, that it? That keeps everybody coming back. Yeah. <laughs> well, we do have one more thing left here on our uh, postgame show that we do our, our uh, scoring summary. And as we said, it was pretty uneventful in the first half of action as uh, just one score in the uh, first half that came with 4.03 in the second quarter. As that uh, that came by way of Moberly as they scored on a one-yard touchdown quarterback keeper by Huffman. The PAT was good. That was a nine-play, 66-yard drive. That was with 4.03 left to go. In the first half, that gave them the seven to nothing lead. Then Southern Boone would score on the uh, op- the kickoff starting the second half as freshman Dapkis would take it ninety five yards to the house. The PAT was no good; it was a bad snap, but there was a flag, so Southern Boone went for a two point conversion. That was no good. That made it a seven to six game still in favor of Mobley. That was eleven forty five left in that third quarter. Then Southern Boone would regain the or take the lead, I should say. It was on a 13-yard touchdown pass from Evans to Morris. They tried a two-point conversion, and it was good on a pass from Evans to Dampkis. That was an eight-play, 80-yard drive. That gave them the 14-7 advantage with 253 or 257 left in the third quarter. Then Moberly would score on a three-yard touchdown run by Wallace. PAT was good. It was a six-play, 63-yard drive. That tied it up at 14 apiece with 48 seconds left to go in the third quarter. Then Southern Boone would score on a 54-yard touchdown double pass from Morris to Dapkis. The PAT was blocked. That was a three-play, 89-yard drive. That came with 4.30 left to go in the fourth quarter. That made it a 20-14 advantage back in favor of Southern Boone. And the Moberly would score on a 27-yard touchdown run by Wallace. That was an eight-play, 80-yard drive with 151 left to go in the ball game. That tied it up at 20 apiece. And then their kicker came on to make the PAT. That gave the 21 to 20 advantage in favor of Moberly, which is uh, where we finished the game at. So Moberly just squeaking by with the uh, one-point victory over Southern Boone here as uh, we wrap up. Our postseason play for Southern Boone. It was in Class 3, District 5 semifinals action as uh, Moberly will go through to face Booneville as Booneville beat Mexico. So they will match up next Friday night in the Class 3, District 5 championship game. As uh, tonight, really, as much as I would love to uh, have them up here to talk to them, I doubt uh, that we're going to see head coach and Mark Ross just because he's got a lot of things he needs to do and a lot of people to talk to. So, Yeah, and it's a long trip from all the way over him and uh you know it's hard i don't blame him and you know certainly it's always tough after loss and you got a lot of emotions going on you got to take care of a lot of people so um he's been fabulous to work with all year absolutely him and coach garris has been great getting us some scouting reports and uh i really do appreciate you know if it seems like i know a lot it's because of coach garris he does a fabulous job of letting us know what to expect and man he's usually correct only one time uh, did we see something different? And that was they they didn't expect it. I forget what game it was. 
Um, might have been Osage. I can't remember. Anyway, no, it was when we won. Because it gave me one. But it didn't matter. Again, we have a great, great um, administration staff. Uh, you know, Coach Tracy, like I said, he, he's been nothing but absolutely great to us. Uh, I think he knew that I like Diet, Diet, Diet Dew, and he got Diet Dew in the absolutely. cooler last week at home. And, you know, he, he's – He's take he takes care of us, uh, you know, and he's easily easy to talk to. Coach Ross is as well, and you know it's hard. You know the, the coaches don't get paid very much at all. They, if you coach in high school and middle school, you do it for love. You don't do it for the pay, especially at at our school size. So um, I appreciate any time they can give us. They do a great job. Really like what I saw. I saw so many. Good moves, changing things up or throughout the course of the year, moving people around, you know, doing some stuff under center, you know, uh, doing the tight end again. That's that's again brand new to the to the program we've not seen for a number of years, and you know, the, the offensive lineman and two man stance that you know that really helps out these big kids because you know not many of you out there are six foot one, six foot two, and two hundred seventy three hundred pounds, but it's hard to get, always get your hand on the ground every single play of that. So that certainly was a big big key. And, and of course, hats off to the players. We saw numerous examples all season that they do a great job of listening to the coaches. Um, you know, it all starts with your quarterback, A.J. Evans, did a fabulous job. He, I don't think he ever made the same mistake a second time. I, I don't think he'll – he won't make that same mistake on throwing the ball short out of bounds. Right. Cause he, he's the kind of young man who, who takes – uh, coaching really well, and they all do. We saw it in every single game, week in, week out. So um, hats off to the coaches, hats off to the players, hats off to the, the parents who do a really good job. And and uh, we got a lot to look forward to next year. But, you know, let's uh, still enjoy the rest of the football season that exists for the rest of the levels and and enjoy family when it comes up. we got Thanksgiving coming up and Christmas. So certainly everyone enjoy your time with family and, and uh, we yeah. look forward to seeing you again, Blake. They'll hear your voice pretty soon. Absolutely. Everyone yes. will be happy not to hear my voice for a while. Hey, you know what? But, we uh, get a lot of compliments doing the broadcast. Well, yeah. You know, I, I do want to, you know, mirror the same thing you just said. We appreciate the coaching staff and the parents and and uh, um, Trent Tracy, the new athletic director, and just everybody, the administration, everybody treats us super great, helps take care of us, our press box crew at home. You know, it, it just yeah. Uh, we can't. We do have a fun group yeah, back there. Do. Whether it's you know, you know Sherman, either doing the PA stuff or uh, you know Mr. Young doing the, the camera, giving us some little tips here and there. But he doesn't seem to know as much as he should. So <laughs> we, he needs to get more involved in knowing stuff. But you know, great parent, great leader for his uh, for his kids. And uh, you know, I'm horrible with names, but uh, you know, Dapkus. Brady's uh, yeah, dad stepped in one week and did a great job with the PA. So again, just a we got a good good fun group. We have fun in the um, in the uh, press box. I hope you appreciate that kind of banter and kind of fun we have with them. And you know, and I guess if someday if we have our own little room and it's just you and I, you know, so be it. We'll be <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll adapt we'll to change. Yeah, but we we do want to thank all of them for uh, for helping us out throughout the season and 
you know, I know that uh, I mean, you hit it, you hit it well on the head that the coaches here, they're coaching because they, you know, they're, they're here for the kids and they love it and they live and breathe, uh, breathe the sport and, and all those things are not here because they're making uh, big bucks. And, you know, I, I spent a lot of time throughout the week talking to, uh, uh, to head coach uh, Mark Ross about things and how things are looking and stuff, and he's always got time for me. And uh, he does you know, a fine job yeah. of it. Yeah, he does a fine job of yes. answering sometimes your, you know, some of your questions. <laughs> but uh, no, he yeah, he's, he smiles and takes it well. So no, he's right. a good sport. Again, we're, we're we're very thankful to that we are a school district of the quality that can attract uh, a coach like him that who's had Absolutely. great success at every level that he's been. And also want to give a shout out too. Oh, as the rain just starts. Boy, oh, that's, perfect. That's what that, well, that was good timing right there. All right, let's all head to fans. our cars. All right, good time. That's our signal to yeah, cut it off. All so. the fans have scattered, but we do want to give a shout out too before we go uh, to all of our uh, listeners. We couldn't do it without you tuning in uh, week in and week out and uh, sharing our stuff, giving us all the support you do and all those things. Thank you, thank you, thank you for that. You know, I, I call games just as much for you as I do for me um, because I enjoy it and, and I do appreciate the support and the messages we get and things. We It does mean a lot, and we do appreciate it. And, of course, uh, this wraps up Season 2 for, for uh, me and you, Mike, and you've done a great job, and uh, I enjoy having you on the broadcast and look forward to many, many more seasons to come. And as I, you said, we'll, I appreciate it. You do a great job as well. You really that. do the play play well. Uh, you know, you – you know exactly. Exactly. You, look, you make it easy for me because I know exactly when to talk and when to shut up. Well, you make it very easy <laughs> for me too. And you know, we I uh, think we make a pretty good team. And as you said, we'll be uh, you know we'll be off at least for football, but uh, we'll have basketball coverage starting soon, and all kinds of other things. So if you haven't done so, be sure and go over to our social media. We're on Facebook uh, for the most part. That's pretty much what we use most of the time is Facebook, but Twitter as well and YouTube. But uh, uh, go on there, give our page uh, a follow. Follow and a like if you're on YouTube. You'll find us there. Give us, uh, click the subscribe button as well as the uh, notification button. I'm doing my best to get some games up there, but uh, give a little bit of uh, of uh, shout out there that uh, I'm actually able to pull some video sometimes. Depends yeah, on what yeah. it is. Um, like tonight, that ain't gonna happen because Misha um, yeah, is very yeah, controlling yeah. of the video. But um, I know we're we're in basketball season from last year trying to archive those on YouTube and so some of the Southern Boone games do have some video with it the most uh, the most recent one was from the uh, Southern Moon Classic last year. That, that's where I'm at is the Southern Moon Classic. So uh, there's well, good. some video on that. So well, be sure to head there. over and do that. Don't but. forget, folks, I think tomorrow's daylight savings time, so we fall back. Thankfully, we got all of our watches and phones to do <laughs> right. it automatically. But still, someone still has to set the microwave and, and the stove, the stove clocks. Just, yeah, and also <laughs> Tuesday, but, you know, please go out and vote. I don't care who the heck you vote for or vote for or against, but it's nice when everybody – does go out and vote so absolutely appreciate that but again thank you everybody for listening to us um thank you for your comments please keep the comments throwing good or bad um but let me know let us know we'll be more happy so absolutely. thanks everybody have a great 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 rest of your fall yeah that'll do it for our broadcast here tonight as uh as we said all good things must come to an end and that wraps up our broadcast for all of our football broadcasts for the uh for the fall as uh, for Mike Freeze, I'm Blake Gasway for the Show Me Sports Network. It's been my pleasure bringing you coverage all season long as, well, actually, we're, I see uh, head coach Mark Ross headed up here, so we're not off the air just yet. So we'll, uh, we'll stall here as he's made his way up. And uh, 
we'll make time for him. So we're not done just yet. So this is kind of the uh, the extra, the bonus that you get to hang around for, and we're glad you're tuned in. So we'll give uh, Coach Ross a second to put on the headset and catch his breath. It's a little bit of a hike up here. Well, Coach, uh, you got a little bit a uh, little bit wet there from that rain, but that was probably one of the best games I've seen, not just in Southern Boone in the two years I've called for Southern Boone, but in general. That uh, We saw about everything we needed to tonight, and we knew coming in, and we talked about it on the pregame, a very beatable team, one-point game. That's all you can ask for. Yeah, you know, definitely lots of opportunities, um, you know, ultimately at the end of the day. Um, you know, you eliminate some mistakes, and, and I think it, it just goes totally differently. Um, you know, we, we had a lot of opportunities that – um, did, didn't materialize, and um, but that's that's why you play the game, and um, you got to just keep fighting for the next down. You're absolutely right about that, and you know we got to see some different looks we hadn't seen tonight. You, you know, I, I think the guys were were definitely having fun. We we know there's a lot at stake. The season's on the line, but it looked like they were having fun, and they were they were really getting into it. Oh, you know that that's one thing about this group of kids is, you know they they just continuously compete. Um, and, and go out and, and they do they they fight every down um, you know and and just really proud of the effort uh, you know that they give in week in and week out um, you know we're obviously disappointed that the that the season's come to an end um, you know we hoped we had a little bit more time together um, but again you know we we just couldn't be more proud of this group of young men well, we kind of talked about in the pregame and we've talked about a little bit off air about how important getting the win last week was not just for the players obviously keeps the season going but also for uh, for the program and I think tonight even though it doesn't go in the win column and it's it's a tough realization for those seniors that they've they've suited up for their last time I think tonight was another equally important showing for the organization and for the the team that that is gonna it, it, it's it just had to happen and it did. Yeah, you know, I, I feel bad for these seniors, um, you know, that we, we couldn't do a little bit more for them and, uh, you know, keep things keep things alive here, um, you know. But, you know, one thing we've talked about, you know, all year is with these seniors is, you know, what foundation do you want to lay for the program of, of where we want to take this thing, um, you know. And, and there's a lot of things um, that those, those young men did this season uh, that we're, we're awful proud of and, and steps in the right direction for where we want to be. Well, you know, coming into the season this year, you know, I'm sure you've had a lot of sleepless nights and some things thinking about stuff, but I think you have uh, really done a great job of, of cementing yourself as, as a good next step for the program. Even though the two-point conversion that you guys ran wasn't successful, we saw that earlier in the season where you took a gamble and you got it. And, you know, people say, well, you get it, it's the right decision. If you don't get it, it was the wrong decision. But... I think that shows kind of your personality and it shows where you're putting the team at and that's right where they need to be. Yeah, you know, and my thing's always going to be, um, you know, that we, we want to take this thing to the next level, um, you know, and ultimately the decision in that situation is um, that it could be the difference in the ballgame, um, you know, and, and ultimately it was, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, right, right if, you, if you get it and wrong if you don't, kind of situation like you're like you're saying um but again you know we're we're going to be extremely aggressive um always because we, we want our guys competing on every play and and we want them to know that 
you know, we we have expectations that they can go out and, and do things like that, and we trust that they're going to do those things, and, and sometimes it just doesn't happen. Well, tonight, too, we had some different players uh, in some different positions. Some of them were because of injuries coming into the game or putting them in a different look to, to get a different uh, matchup. But we saw a few guys go out, too, uh, because of some injuries tonight. But, again, we had we had the next round. The next man was ready to step up and really impressed with some of that. And they, they brought some skills that we didn't maybe know they had until tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and, and that's one thing that I've been proud of is, is the guys that step up and in the absence of a lot of other guys. Um, you know, and that's one thing that we've got to focus on as a staff is – uh, in the off season, being able to develop a little bit more depth and some depth behind these guys that have really stepped up and and shown that they belong to be out on the field on Friday nights, um, you know. But we got to do those things in the off season. We can't wait till injuries happen and now all of a sudden we gotta we gotta develop depth. So, um, you know, we've got to do a little bit better job in the off season here as a coaching staff and and get some of those things lined out. But again, um, you know, I, I think I think. Throughout everything that we've been through throughout the course of the season, I, I really feel like it shows the character of, of the kids that we have. Um, you know, that, that never give up, that next man up mentality that they really embraced. Um, and, and we're just really proud of it. Well, Mike and Mia talked about it too, the tradition after uh, the uh, clock, you know, is, is done for the season, the, the final triple zeros on the clock. When uh, when they get out there, the seniors line up and go through. You know, obviously you it, it's it's an emotional time for everybody because those seniors their their career many of them their career has come to an end. But what was your you know overall message to them, uh, just looking at the season and and uh, giving them some words of wisdom? Yeah, you know I, I don't uh, I don't usually give too much. I'm a pretty emotional person uh, when it comes to those things. Um, but what I told those guys was that my biggest regret is that just that we didn't have more time together um you know and just really proud of those guys and um you know like, like i said i, I usually got to keep it pretty short and sweet um you know or all all come unglued um but um they really are just really really proud of those guys and um you know i like i said i i just wish we had more time together well, I really appreciate you taking care of me all season as well, uh, you know, coming in and, uh, it, you know, taking over a new program. There's a lot on your plate. There's a lot of things going on, but I do appreciate you taking time to, to talk with me and uh, text back and forth and keep me in the loop and, and all the things that uh, we did throughout the season. It really means a lot to me, and, and I appreciate uh, appreciate your commitment to make sure we knew what was going on, and, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we've... We've uh, we've had fun. It unfortunately came to an end, but you know what? That makes me excited about uh, that. A little bit more excited, you know, for next year. We don't want to overlook next year, but we'll we'll be there. We'll be there before we know it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the, the future is very bright, and and we're very excited. And again, we appreciate all the coverage all season long, and um, to to the fans, you know, all the all the support throughout the course of the season. Um, you know, we we couldn't be happier. Well, Coach, I'm going to let you get out of here. They're turning the lights off in the stadium. So we appreciate everything this season. And, and uh, you know, I'm going to miss uh, our Fridays together. But uh, you know what? We'll still get together, and we'll uh, we'll look for bigger and better things in the future. Yeah, sounds great. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. Well, that's head coach for Southern Boone and Mark Ross. And as we said that, we'll do it for our broadcast uh, here for tonight's game as uh, for Coach Ross and for Mike Freeze, as I said, it is pitch black out now because they've turned the stadium lights off, so that's a good cue for us to go home. So until we talk to you on our next broadcast, so long and have a great rest of your evening.
You've been listening to the biggest and absolute best coverage in mid-Missouri on the exclusive home for Southern Boone County Eagles football, the Show Me Sports Network and the Eagles Radio Network. The Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew are the ones that know your Eagles the best. Exclusive coverage of Southern Boone County Eagles football has been brought to you by Avon with Michelle Carty, Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, Sawdust Studios, Southern Boone Booster Club, and Zealous WBGT. We hope you've enjoyed the broadcast. Join us anytime on the web at ShowMeSportsNetwork.com or find us on Facebook by searching Show Me Sports Network. The Show Me Sports Network and the Eagles Radio Network, your exclusive home for Southern Boone County Eagles football. Serving fans throughout the Midwest and even more around the world, this is the Show Me Sports Network. The preceding was an exclusive broadcast property presentation of the Show Me Sports Network and was a high-fidelity all-digital broadcast. This broadcast is copyrighted by the Show Me Sports Network for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast without the Show Me Sports Network's written consent is prohibited.